Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Fair Weather Podcast. This is your boy, 2K Suave. I'm joined with Alex Rodriguez, and we are joined by my my favorite people in the world from Tony Sports, Vic and Sammy. I've been trying to get them on for a couple of weeks, but you know, I know it was a little sour at first with uh, the events that occurred um, in, the, in the previous series. It wasn't a couple of weeks. You wanted us on that same week. <laughs> no, I wanted y'all for a couple of weeks. I promise. <laughs> I promise it was a couple of weeks. But anyway, how y'all doing? <laughs> doing well, man. It's an honor to be back on the show. We appreciate you having us or having me. I, I can't speak for Sammy. He's, he's here as well for the first time <laughs> in a long time. But uh, yeah, thanks for bringing us back, guys. Appreciate it. Been a while since Vic and I have been on your show together. So yes, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for also letting me mourn for a little bit and not picking <laughs> on me too hard. So I didn't have time for you to mourn. I needed you to get on the show ASAP. Because <laughs> <laughs> so A Rod told me like you you were not yet. I was like, bro, I had to watch my team lose the Super Bowl and do this no. shit three days later. I was tired. yeah. So <laughs> I I like to I like to let it simmer. I mean, I, I think Vic's just like me too in that way where we're like we don't want to overreact right away. You know, yeah. obviously there are things that we're going to overreact to, things that we're going to be mad about, but it's like, all right, let's give it a few days. Let's think about it. You know, and and not be like, oh, trade everyone, get everybody yeah. out of here. And, and right. you're a you're a you're a, you're a smarter guy than I am, KK. I'm a what we what, what they call in the business a, a real asshole, a big piece of shit. And if if I was on here, I would have just been so mad the whole time. I feel you. I feel Let my emotions get the best to be. Just talking shit for no reason. Like, oh yeah, well who who won the second round? Who won the second round? <laughs> so immediately the day after, like, what was like your first? Because obviously, you know, it was when we'll we'll get to the NBA finals in a second, but. We you know it's three zero. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's let's tear up the whole thing." Missoula, this da da da, da. and somehow the shit goes seven, right? So obviously you thought you had a chance <laughs> after probably getting five or six, right? What was your initial like feeling first? Like, well, at least we made it a series, or like, well, how how was y'all feeling? <laughs> I checked out in the third quarter because I could just see that we weren't going to win the game. Like I could just. I could just tell. Mm-hmm. And it was something Vic and I had talked about a lot, a lot, a lot throughout the series. I mean, throughout the entire playoffs, really. And Vic can, you know, speak more on it. But I just felt like we were so flat. We we had we ran one style of offense and that was it. When we went to other stuff, it was effective. And you saw that in games five and six. When we started right. doing other things, when we started letting Marcus Smart post and, and do things, you know, to to counteract the zone. It's like we had those moments where we could counteract the zone, but then we just got lost again. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked. Uh, so let me set the uh, the the mood for you, okay? Where I was during Game Seven. So I was in a hotel room. Uh, my family uh, had gone up to Myrtle Beach for the week, and we decided to stay in one of the. I mean, one of the sketchiest hotels I think I've ever been in, in my life. To be honest with you, we had armed security guards in, in the fucking hotel, <laughs> um, and the TV was awful. The bed was full of sand because I had my kid with me in there and he had his, you know, he has sand all over him from the beach and shit. So I'm uncomfortable as is. And then I have to sit there on the shitty TV and watch the fucking watch Jason Tatum's ankle go like this. Mm-hmm. And then when that happened, I knew it was over. Uh, I knew that I knew the game was over. You know, I held out hope obviously as a, as a fan, but um, immediately after the game, how I felt. You know, I was pissed. I'll be honest. I was pissed at Missoula. I, like Sammy said, I thought the offense 
had one style of play and that was it. I was upset at Jalen Brown um, for no reason. Uh, you know, because he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> well, other than you know, he has two brick hands. Yeah. Um, so and it, you know, and it, he always goes. I don't know if you guys watched. I mean, he did it against Philly too. He would go dribble in the same spot like at least once a game and just slip and fall. It was every fucking game. <laughs> and um, and I, I honestly, I, I thought that I, I didn't. I never am on the split them up bandwagon. Never. Mm-hmm. Got two stars under twenty six years old. Keep them. Uh, but that was the closest I ever came. And I told A-Rod last week, remember Paul Pierce and, and Antoine Walker? I told y'all that a couple years ago, or maybe a year ago. Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker, to me, it was like, it's not the same thing because they didn't obviously weren't this good as far as like making it this deep in the playoffs and NBA finals and stuff. But I don't know. I feel like there's just something that just, it's not clicking between those two that you got to kind of just, I don't know, break it apart. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But, um, Let's kick it off, A-Rod. We're going to start with you, and then we'll we'll get around the, the, the horn. What is the craziest, wackiest, or funniest thing you've seen this week in sports? <clears throat> um, Craziest thing is last week we did the All-Star selection. I told you, watch out for Luisa, uh, Luisa Arias. Yeah, I was wrong. Um, yeah, dude's batting 401. Crazy stat. He has 150 multi-hit games in his career. He has 142 total strikeouts for his career. Wow. That's pretty fucking crazy. Has so, he been checked? Has he been checked by uh like Balco and all that stuff? He doesn't hit homers. He's got he doesn't have power. That's for I sure. Know, I know, I was playing. But he's more <clears> locked <throat> in, obviously. Yeah, he's just a pure hitter. Um, he's just like a, a shorter Miguel Cabrera almost, but Miguel Cabrera had power, but um, but he could just place the ball wherever he wanted. And then the other crazy one. Actually, no, I'll say that. I'm sure one of them will say it. So, because it's it's soccer related, so I'll let, I'll let them say it. Go ahead. That's what I got. I was actually the one that I was going to point out, and I'm surprised. <laughs> well, Vic might want to take it, but the inside the park home run against the Red Sox. <laughs> 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 I mean, because I mean, it it was just I don't know. It was just something you see, and I somebody sent me a video of that <laughs> of them throwing the ball in the infield, <laughs> and I was like, God, that's my baseball team. Uh, the wackiest thing i uh saw this week was uh caleb martin going from uh mvp to four points a game score <laughs> against the denver nuggets so that's the Yo, he's so soft do you i saw like a fake I, bleacher report page. about that hold on i saw a fake bleacher report page because he was like sick before game seven or something that his brother uh, played in his place in Game Seven. Do you well, think just, that's possible? Well, I, I think the Morris Twins have done it in the past, um, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who the hell that was that whole series, um, but he was incredible. Yeah. Uh, and that that to me was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like that. A guy is funny. I, I've seen it happen for like two or three games, right, Sammy? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. you see a guy get hot, he gets you know he gets two or three games going. But a whole freaking series, the guy was incredible. So it's funny that you say that, and um, not to like quote other podcasts on here, but I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, and he also has such a keen eye for Caleb Martin as well. Like Bill Simmons has just been watching Caleb Martin with like a hawk eye, and he mentioned something perfectly. He said, "If you took it in a vacuum, and all you, if you never watched the NBA but know about that, or just know basketball, if you just never watched the NBA this year, and you sat there." 
and you watched the, the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics series, you would have thought Caleb Martin was a top 15 player in the NBA. <laughs> That's how good he played. That's crazy. For real. I, I mean, you would, thought he, you would at least thought he was an all-star, right? Like just the yeah, oh, yeah, he played. I mean, they were talking about giving him the uh, Eastern Conference MVP yeah. uh, uh, for the series. Okay. No, nah, he shouldn't have. I actually looked it at looked it up. It's, I, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy was fine, but there was some. I mean, Jimmy did disappear a lot too, and I thought which we did he, a good job on Jimmy. Um, which he kind of yeah. tends to do a little bit. Like he'll go crazy, and then he kind of just slowly kind of just fall back and then come back alive. I don't know, Every really, fourth quarter, though, you know yeah. he's you know he's coming. I mean, Miami Heat this whole season in the fourth quarter and this whole playoffs in the fourth quarter, they're like on another planet. But um, my little funny the team, right? What? Right, Sam, the YMCA team, so, bro. <laughs> Vic, I think you even alluded to that uh, in the beginning of the year when we were talking NBA. You were talking about Miami Heat and their clutch, like they had like the highest clutch stat in, in the entire league or something like that. I'm pretty sure you mentioned it on one of our pods before. Maybe yeah. I, 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 I can't. I'm just so so upset. <laughs> All right, my funny thing we started. It started yesterday. Uh, when I saw Zion Williamson uh, talk about uh, do a gender reveal on on Twitter, I was like, "The hell is he doing a gender reveal for?" First, the first my first thought was, "Wow, he looked like he's in shape." I didn't think much of it. I saw the girl. I was like, "Okay, whatever." He, you know, he he did what he had. He did what he did, right? Oh, Come to find girl. out, she's like a stripper. Come to find out, I found a video of her fighting somebody else, and like her like boobs are falling out and everything. Fast forward twenty four hours. And the Twitter world is on fire because this dude got somebody else in New Orleans that he that he's also uh, friendly with, and uh, she aired out all his shit on for the whole world to see. So I don't know what's going on in South Carolina, but John Morant and Zion Williamson, you let me spit in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yo, she, yo. <laughs> <laughs> those tweets are crazy, man. Hey, Rock, do you want to give like a cliff note to some of those tweets? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was just like browsing through Twitter today, just getting my daily dose of, right. of you know, comedy that I see, <laughs> and like it's just like porn stars all over my shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't look at shit like this like normally, but sure. all over it's this chick just dogging him man about oh i did this with you and you better pray i'm not you know late because i'm late right now and hey they said you gotta move two people to new orleans i don't know how you're gonna do that yeah and the and the funny the funny thing is too is like i yesterday too like when the gender reveal thing was zion that was the same thing like emotions i was gonna i was like oh he looks like he's in shape oh he's got a girlfriend i thought his girlfriend was white you know that's what i was i was expecting and then i then it's just like tumbling down from there like with the girl the girl there's all these streets and avenues of like you know she's not you know doesn't have the greatest uh resume to be a, a wife or a baby the mama chick called her a, a like a low-level porn star so she, like, yeah yeah she really honed in on that porn star thing where she was like right. you want with a low-level porn star instead of me if you look at that 2019 draft class that also included um uh what's his name uh, that the one that got with uh, Brittany Renner, um, PJ Washington, he was in that draft class. Um, Tyler Hero's in that draft class. And, you know, he's he he's his name was he looked like Machine Gun Kelly all last playoff series. I'm like, yo, who's this rapper on the bench? Uh, I mean, they got Grant Williams, the guy who for whatever reason wanted to give Jimmy Butler a hard time for no in, in the middle of a of a game. Like, what are you doing? So I love that. 
I yeah. absolutely love that. You love that from your your bench guy. If it was, yeah. if it's not saying because nobody Brown, else is doing it, nobody else is not doing Tatum it. Tatum or Brown, stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody's got to bring energy because clearly Brown and Tatum don't have any. At least Marcus Smart. At least Marcus Smart. I'm sorry, but not not Grant Williams. I was a yeah, little coming from the guy coming from the guy who said he's going to make both these free throws and miss them both too. So his try, he's he's zero for two right his now. Track record is not don't let him. Good. No, let he him did well. Three. He did well in games four, five, and six. Don't let so, him get three. Redraft. Are we drafting RJ Barrett number one overall? <laughs> no, absolutely not. RJ still taking Zion or Ja? Uh, or ja? Hell no. If we're redrafting with what we know today, yeah, I'm taking RJ Barrett number one. Of course I am. What has Zion done to to make you feel like he is worthy of the number one overall pick? I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even draft him in the top three. I don't think. Um, you know, just because of product, what's the what's my saying? What's the best ability? Availability. Mm-hmm. My guy hasn't played in what three or four years of full season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm good on Zion Williamson and all the shit he brings. I don't think he's a franchise guy uh, right now, uh, but we'll see. Time will tell. He has the skills, but we've seen this happen in the past a lot. Guys are coming in the league with a lot of skill, mm-hmm. a lot of ability, and a lot of upside, and then what happens? Darko Milicic. Yeah. But Darko is not supposed to be. Darko is not supposed to be all an all-time great. That was just the need that the Detroit Pistons had, and they fulfilled uh, that need and still won a championship. Anthony Bennett. There's, there's the, the, the world is littered with him. Uh, you know, uh, Markel Mar- his, his career is getting better. Yeah, I'll say number like, one. I mean, better He's from – playing like a second-round draft pick. <laughs> listen, he went from like six points a game to like 15. I mean, that's – I'd rather have Caleb Martin. But oh, also in that draft, Caleb Martin and Jordan Poole is also in that draft. Then oh, word, okay. Jordan, so that if you kind of go down that 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 draft class, I mean, they had some pretty decent talent all the way through. I mean, Daniel Gra- Gafford was in the second round. Bulbos in the second I mean, round. But but look at the look like look at the parody though, where it's like Jordan Poole last year, right at the end of last season, you'd be like, oh yeah, move him up the draft board, and then this year you're like, oh, no, would let's, I let's move him up the draft board? I have no love back. for Jordan Poole. I'm sorry. And the playoffs last year. I'm a Michigan guy. No love for Jordan Poole. He He was damn good in the playoffs, though. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's like Monte Ellis on steroids. That's all it is. That's a cop. All right. NBA. NBA Finals is going on. Uh, We tie 1-1 as we speak, and game three is uh, about underway. Uh, So, you know, not knowing how tonight's going to go, but it doesn't really matter because what I've seen from this playoffs, anybody can win anywhere. Like, there's no – Home court advantage. I mean, Denver used to have it, and Denver can't even uh, take care of home court advantage. So, um, first and foremost, what is what do y'all's uh, y'all take so far on the series, and um, where are y'all leaning? I'll start with you, Vic. Well, I, I just want to make this point. So, currently, two games in the NBA Finals, Jason Jason Tatum still leads uh, <laughs> still leads um, let it go lead in points. Let it go. Point. Uh, just, I just want you guys to know that Jason Tatum is, is the real one. Um, <laughs> but which way am I leaning? Uh, I mean, I don't understand how you can go against Nikola Jokic, but is I'm starting to get a little bit of the Team of Destiny vibe from uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, all things are coming up Miami now. You know, you got the Florida Panthers, you got the Miami Heat, uh-huh. you got Inter Miami signing uh, the best. Wow, second best player of all time. Oh, Ryan um, Pele. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ryan Pele. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to stick my guns here and go Denver. I just think they're the better, more complete team. But again, I'm gonna cop out here and I'm gonna say I felt the same way about the Celtics. How they <clears> the, 
obviously Caesar series. So. Sammy. Ah, oh, man, if you ask, it's so funny because if you ask me after game one, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a sweep. <clears throat> You're asking me now. And again, yeah, I think I'm riding with Vic. I, I, I'm probably leaning more towards Miami now just because I saw that they could win in Denver and Denver uh, before going into that game was what, 9-0 or something like seven that? 7-0. Yeah, 7-0 going in. So it was like they were undefeated at home. Um, you bring up the aspect of, you know, at altitude and all that stuff, which I think is a little bit of a cop out. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit, it, you feel a little bit, but it's not, they're professional athletes. They'll yeah. deal with it. Um, but again, you know, uh, uh, playing a game away is not very easy, especially on the other side of the country. Um, and then if you look at the stats behind it, I mean, in, even in both games, Miami held de- held Denver to around 30% or less on three pointers, which again, Denver's, I don't think is a great three point shooting team, but they just do that very, very well. They defend mm-hmm. at such a high level. And even if their shots are not falling, they stay pretty well within games. And I think eventually because they have such just like a, a, a good group of people that eventually somebody's going to get hot, right? Like they could just, it's a revolving door. Hmm. Somebody's going to get hot on a single game and it's going to be somebody random. And not to mention they have arguably the best coach in the NBA. Well, it's it's I mean, funny. You mentioned the three point shooting though, Sammy is, you know, Denver uh, is, is the set averaging the second best three point percentage uh, throughout these playoffs. Number one, funny enough is the Miami heat. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, which is close they're close we're yeah, about yeah and they're real close too yeah 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 39.2 for miami 38.2 for uh the- what was what was denver's regular season three-point percentage uh their regular season three-point percentage was uh just uh just below the heat again uh the heat okay. were at the heat were outside that's three-pointers made Point percentage Denver was fourth in the league at 38 percent. Okay, um, only behind Philly, Golden State, and LA uh Clippers. The uh Miami Heat, funny enough, were the 27th right best three point percentage team, which so, makes more makes sense. sense. Yeah, you know, real, real interesting here. Um, yeah, so I misspoke, but again, the fact that they were held holding Denver to around 30 or under and even in both games is, yeah. is pretty telling of their defense as a whole. Hey, right. What do you, what do you think about Bam so far in this, in this playoff series? Cause like, he was getting a lot of shit uh, last round. And then I, I think game one, um, I think game one was a feeler, a feeler game for, for Denver to figure out who's what. <clears throat> and Bam went off. Miami too. Because, huh? Yeah. Miami from too. Miami too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I meant for Miami. I mean, I didn't mean for Denver. I meant for Miami to feel out what's going on. And Bam got busy because they took care of all the other guys. Mm-hmm. And Bam was kind of, you know, left alone to do do a little down low. And <clears throat> I think game two, they they understood the assignment. And what did I tell you? Um, it's going to be a, like we know Jimmy's going to be Jimmy, but there's going to be you don't know who that number two is. Like, you know, Vic was saying Caleb Martin, like what happened to him? He was, you know, this great player and against the Celtics and that, but now he disappears game one. So it's going to be anybody shows up. And to me, I thought the biggest mistake that he made in the first game was uh, like undersized. They were mm-hmm. so undersized and having Kevin Love out there, like not out there made no sense to me. Yeah. I was like, there's, there's a big problem right there. So I, I think I'm still rocking with the heat and seven. It's going to be a, a tough series. Um, but Jimmy Butler just like he's 
he's a snake charmer, man. He knows how to get like we can sit here and say, yo, like they can talk about Jokic and say, like, he had a bad game last game. 41 11 and four assists. They'll focus on that four assists, okay? Because they're expecting to see 10 a 10 in that category every time. But he also turned the ball over five times in that game, and which is unlike him to do. So Jimmy gets under your skin. This team gets under your skin. Like like Sammy said when I texted him to come on the podcast, he said it's a it's a YMCA team we lost to. And those are the kind of guys that just like piss you off all the time. Is the YMCA league guys that are just chirpy chirpy, getting under your skin, and the Heat are gonna heat, man. They're but you know who's not getting? I mean, Gabe Vincent's just playing fantastic basketball. Like that's the other thing because he's a second leading scorer. Like Jimmy Butler is ad- averaging seventeen points a game in this playoff series. So it's not like Jimmy's doing anything. <clears throat> I mean, he's 39.4% shooting. <laughs> um, he's shooting 42% from three, uh, weirdly enough, and 100 from free throw percent. But 39.4% shooting, he's like a minus seven, whereas like Gabe Vincent is a plus 11. So it's like Gabe Vincent is, has been like the unspoken hero or the X factor or whatever you want to call it. Whereas like in game one, we saw Aaron Gordon just like really just go to work early and you can just tell, okay, everything's going to be out of sorts because of the size that my uh, that the um, Nuggets have. But I know you focus on that four a little bit. The problem is that he he the way Jokic plays, if his assist numbers are down, that means the whole team is not scoring, or they're not scoring. They're not because no matter what, Jokic makes beautiful plays, beautiful passes. He finds the open man. So I'm not if, taking anything away from. Him. I know, I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying. But they're, the media is right, though. I agree with the media agree. for this one because if he only has four assists, they probably didn't win the game because he has to – Jokic is too big to be having to score 41 points. But if he's going to score four – like, remember that that Lakers game? In, uh, I think it was game one and game two. He had, like, 38, 17, and, like, 12. Like, I'm not saying he needs all those rebounds or anything like that, but when the other guys are scoring, it's, like, it's just different. You know, the, uh, what's his name? Um, KCP gets hot. Michael Porter Jr. gets hot, you know, um, uh, and Jamal Murray helps his game a lot too. So I do think that four assist thing was a big deal. Um, and, you know, we talked about head coaching in, in, this, in this playoffs. And, I mean, it just comes to it just show, comes to show you how, like, people used to just think that you can just roll out talent and assume that they're going to play well, right? It's hard. Like, it's really hard. Joe Mazzula, like, got a, a firsthand class of that this year. Like, damn, like, this is tough. Like Udoka, you could tell like he was a lot more tough on them, so it brought out the best in them. I mean, I was telling um, A. Rod last. No, think about it. Uh, Jason Tatum in the playoffs, what he did defensively on on Kevin Durant. Just from that, I, just, I remember watching that. I'm like, I've never seen him play def- defense like this in my life. So he got that that little bit of extra out of him. I don't think Mazzula- well, that was his focus. Like that's that's. I don't think Missoula has the ability to get any of that out of anybody on this team. That's not his focus, and I think he's a he's a good he's gonna be a good coach. But you're right; it's too early. Well, so I mean, and how I'm leaning, like, you know, before the series, like, you know, I I I understand the team of destiny thing, which is why I said Miami probably win the series. But the same way after game one, I text the era. I said uh, Nuggets in five because like. I don't know, man. Like when they're clicking, it's 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 some scary shit to watch. So same thing with the Heat, man. Look at Max Struess. He made he made zero points game one, yeah. and he came out shooting out the gym. That was like your X factor. And that game. was my was other two. concern because it's not like Miami got blown away in game one, and 
the Heat were missing open shots. Max Drews, open, open shots. Uh, Duncan Robinson was like one for nine. Like they were missing good shots. They got the shots that they wanted, and now they're starting to fall. Which, if those shots are falling, like I said, like one of my thing, my concerns for Denver is that this moment still might be too much for them. Like Miami was Miami. <laughs> I, I heard a stat today. I forgot who said it. In the last four years, the Miami have the most playoff wins in the last four years. That's crazy. You know, like think about that. That is that's crazy. Like the, mm-hmm. a team that you know we don't really talk about Jimmy Butler enough or Bam or anything because they don't. I mean, they had Wade, they had LeBron, they had Shaq, they've had a lot of them. They've had all this great talent, and for whatever reason, they don't really get the respect that you know they truly deserve. But then when you look at coaching, like is I said, YMCA team. Yeah, I mean, Eric Spoelstra got a bunch of of YMCA players to get to the NBA Finals and now pulled off a game in Denver, which nobody else has been able to do this postseason. Right. Uh, including Kevin Durant and LeBron James, right? So right. this 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 the coaching is going to be like the X factor, honestly. And it's, you know, I think Mike Malone is a fantastic coach, but Spolster has been here a lot. <laughs> he's been here plenty of times. He's been with the Heat for like 25 years, right? So he's seen everything, you know, and being under the tutelage of a Pat Riley and who's seen everything himself too, just all of that kind of just bodes a lot more, a lot better for Miami. Now, if Denver's clicking, it's a whole nother story. But I don't know, man. I'm I don't know which I, I I'll still lean Miami, but if I see another like uh second quarter like I saw Denver do like yes uh in game two, where they just came out and just it was just knocking down everything, that's when they're at their best. It's like when the Warriors, right? When they were on their title runs, every every third quarter. You know they're gonna win that quarter by twenty points. Like there's nothing you can do about it. So, it's it's one of those things in which if Denver can just, you know how to just understand the moment better, then they have a chance. But I don't know. But anyway, you still you still stick with Miami, bro. I'm, I I never take an underdog ever, and I'm I'm taking Miami on this. All all I'm riding it the whole way. Like Jimmy Butler, <clears throat> I I single handedly watch him take down number one and number two in the East and number five in us. So. Like he's he's real deal and um yeah I'm sticking with him seven games though it's it's gonna be tough because I have a lot of respect for Denver and and the Joker in that team I always said if if Jamal Murray's healthy like they're the sky is the limit for them then because I always thought that guy was a good basketball player but like Zion he's been hurt constantly the last three years so now let's he's not back his, let's not compare him to Zion. <laughs> I'm not. Okay, I think I'm just. I'm comparing an injury. Like I got you. I got you. I'm just kidding. Okay, I think you mentioned something interesting too. I, I, I didn't want it to get too lost for for your listeners so that mm-hmm. they can understand that when Spolster came out, I think it was Ramona <clears throat> Shelburne that had asked him if you make Jokic a passer or a scorer, do you have you know a much better chance at winning? And mm-hmm. Spolster like pretty much called everybody an idiot if that's what they think. And I yeah. think you alluded to something very interesting. It's he was still playing his same game. Mm-hmm. It's just nobody was hitting shots. So I think I was reading somewhere that said if the passes he was making in game two were hit, every every single one, of course, right? Obviously, you're going to miss some. He would have 15 assists. Yeah. But I guess let's say you take half of that. I mean, then he's almost at a double-double again, right? Correct. Then he's almost at 10. Then it's just the same thing. Again. So it's just the same thing, right? Yeah. It's just you said it perfectly, like, his guys just weren't hitting shots. It wasn't, he wasn't making the plays. His mm-hmm. shots weren't falling when he was making the pass. So yeah. that whole suit and the, people, and what's crazy is because we were talking about it in our group chat, like 
he called everybody an idiot for thinking that. And then people just kept talking about it on ESPN and all this nonsense. I'm like, you guys are stupid. That's why I don't, like, <laughs> that's why I don't pay attention to them. <laughs> All right, Vic. Uh, for the most part, it looks like we're all probably kind of leaning that Miami way. Um, wow. Sammy more so. Sammy more so. He's still. Uh, you still picking Denver, right, Sammy? But you still. You've been pulled my, a little my, bit by Miami. My main point was, I just want to see Miami win at least two games. Then I'll be happy that the Celtics lost. Uh-huh. If they can win two games, got it. If it, like so. That's kind of where well, I'm. Let's be honest. So Missoula was doing it again with a skeleton crew on his bench. Pretty much no bench coaches. I think the Celtics did what they needed. And not to turn this into a Celtics pod. I know we're talking about the finals and and who's going to win it. But <clears throat> I do want to mention the Celtics. That's why he brought us here. Come on, <laughs> Sam, Sam Cassell, uh, an 08 Celtics. They they they've been in they've been in talks with uh, with Rajon Rondo. Um, I'm waiting for them to start talking to Leon Poe. Where's James Posey at? Maybe get him as a bench coach. Um, can we bring in Kevin Garnett maybe for to do conditioning? Let's bring in the whole OA. Bring in the whole the whole shebang. And then let's let's run that. Yeah. Real quick, when I saw Sam Cassell was going to Boston, you don't understand how much my heart shattered. Because Sam Cassell, what he did with Markel Fultz and a, a lot of the like the the point guard of James Harden got better. That's all Sam Cassell. Like that's literally all him. So losing him is a is like a true heartbreaker. And to go to a, like a rival like Boston just made it even worse. Because now they know all of our. He knows all the shit that we're gonna do anyway. So we still we're gonna continue anyway, to right? lose Let's to Boston real. for the rest of my life. It's like I can't deal with this anymore. I, well, just wait till the, you hear about the Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart for Joel and B trade. That's gonna that we're gonna hear about all summer. Yeah, so, you know we're gonna do. We're definitely gonna hear. it. <laughs> I mean, I've already seen it, and then I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the dumbest stuff, you know, Jalen Brown for uh, Dan Lillard, you know, stuff like that. It's just it's insanity, really. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this this series. I think it's going to be a good one. I think, uh, like how I felt about LeBron uh, a couple of years ago, um, you know, I think Jokic is special. Uh, this type of big man, maybe Wemby is going to be doing the same thing, but for right now, the player that Jokic is, we need to take note. And also take note of the parity in the NBA, right? So remember when the NBA was a league where it was dominated by one team year uh-huh. after year after year. And these past few seasons, I really, I really loved the parity. Yeah. You know, we had Celtics Dubs last year, Heat Nuggets this year. What was it? I mean, granted, it's kind of funny because it's pretty much either Heat, Bucks, Celtics. You know what I mean? It's it's one of, the, but at least it's parity, right? It's not just the, it's not just the Lakers winning every year yeah. or the Bucks winning every year or the Bulls winning every year. I, I like where the NBA is at right now. I think I said this last year as well. I, I love the parody. Yeah. And especially when you can see an eight seed uh, sure. go on to the finals. Yeah. And yeah, I told a cool. last week, it's like like the the big three stuff kind of started a little bit and it got it got out of hand, right? Everyone's just doing this, that, and the third. Now you see basketball teams win championships now. Like like all these you look at all these paths to the NBA finals. The Nuggets beat Kevin Durant and LeBron James and Miami beat Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and um, who am I missing? Oh, well, the Knicks. So, (laughs) sorry. Sorry, but like, it it takes like a complete basketball team rather than let's load this superstar with this superstar and this superstar and pray something happens. Like, 
that clearly doesn't work anymore. And, and you're right. You look at the brand of basketball that's been played. It's team basketball again. It's, it's beautiful. To, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it is. And, you know, you know, a lot of people, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago about like the playing tournament and all that stuff. I mean, Adam Silver, you know, you know, call it what you want. I, I, I wasn't a fan of the playing tournament. I wasn't, a, I'm not a fan of this in season tournament they're going to do, but they, they're, it's, it's working. Team less teams are tanking than 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 before. So teams are actually trying to be competitive, uh, on like the Dallas Mavericks or something like that. But like teams are actually trying towards the end of the year. And Miami, who lost their their first playing game, found themselves in the NBA Finals and only three wins away, uh, possibly two after tonight away from an NBA championship. So the the system is working, and you know collective bargaining and all that that's all that what, stuff is working that's what i want to bring up too have you guys talked about the new cba yet and 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 the impact that that's going to have i mean that's going to have a huge impact on teams yeah, like, well, like philadelphia don't rain on the parade yet well i think the celtics are, are fine right now um even with even if they do extend brown it shouldn't affect them too too badly yeah, we got it that means we might have to offload brogdon yeah we will uh, but but the dubs are like he's like the dubs are screwed. That's what we yeah we talked about that last week. Like the warrior, why, why else would he step down? Like you got this beautiful child of the Golden State Warriors, and he saw the writing on the wall. Like there's no way we can keep this up anymore. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's business. Like sports is still a business, whether we like it or not. And you know the product still needs to be good on the court. I I guarantee you though, after this CBA, after probably two to three years of it. The NBA is going to be like we fucked up. You yeah. think so? And they're they're going to go back. They're going to well, go back to kind of what that, we though. have right now. I I just think you're not going to see the consistency with players. I know they don't mind player movement because it brings a lot of attention, but then you don't get the exact sales. You don't get teams trying to structure a certain way, um, like because you're you're not going to be able to afford to keep players longer than two to three seasons. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to see constant player movement. And I'm not talking about from the top, right? So obviously, like the top four to eight guys are probably going to stay much longer, yeah. but you're going to see a lot more just people just constantly moving. And I, I just don't think it's going to be a good brand of basketball yeah, that they're going to like. It's going to change team building completely. Right. right? Cause the first thing was like, load up on draft picks, get your draft picks, get young stars. Now nobody's going to want draft picks because if you have the draft picks, you're going to have to eventually pay them. And if you have yeah. them, you're screwed. <laughs> you only pay them a certain amount. You, you go over the cap too high and you're hamstrung. I mean, it's not, you might not be getting a repeater tax anymore, but you're losing out on so much more. No MLE, uh, no more, uh, no more buyout guys during the year. No more two for ones. It's only a one for one. Right, exactly. So you're in trouble yeah. if, if you are over. If you are, was it the repeater? Is it the repeater tax? Supermax. The, they call it a supermax tax or something. Yeah. The super tax. The super tax. Sorry. So yeah, I mean you're you're fucked. Um, you know because effectively. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's gonna. I I hate I hate the new CBA. I cannot believe the players agreed to it. I think they got housed because it's gonna help the top guys. But these middle guys, these Marcus Smarts, these Grant Williamses, these guys that we're probably not gonna be able to resign Grant Williams. You know, let's be honest. If he's Base, gonna make twelve million dollars, baseball year. is the only sport that all the players like to me are, like are more on a on the same accord. Whereas like football, like the yeah. top guys want to take care of themselves basketball the top guys it's hockey like it's just different like with these uh, with these other sports but but yeah it's um and which leads me to our to our next topic i mean there's a lot of free agents um uh available this summer chris paul just became one today um obviously Kyrie's kind of <laughs> trying to get lebron james to move to dallas 
from Los Angeles, California, where his son's in college and his other son's in height. Like, that's not happening. Um, James Harden is torn between sucking with the Houston Rockets or losing to Boston in the second round with, with, with Philly. Um, Dame Doll is talking about Bam as his homeboy. Now he wants to play for Miami, maybe. Like, a lot of shit is going on free agency-wise. So after this NBA Finals, which is going to be uh, funny and annoying at the same time because, you know, when a team wins an NBA championship, the attention should be about that team, right? For example, if, let's say, Phoenix won a championship, they'd be talking about Kevin Durant and and uh, Devin Booker for two weeks. Golden State, they'd be talking about forever. But no matter who wins between Denver and Miami, by Tuesday of, or the, the, the next uh, two business days later, they're going to be talking about free agency what are the Lakers going to do? <laughs> what are the Celtics going to do? What are the, you know, the big market teams? So, because even though Miami is a big market, it's not, they don't have like that marketable, like Jimmy is like as marketable as they come, but the NBA is not putting him out there. Jimmy's putting himself out there. Like he's the one that's, you know, trademarking Henry Buckets. He's the one that's doing the coffee thing. That's all him. Usually like the NBA is supposed to like take, you know, put the superstars on their back and, and carry him. Uh, they didn't do much for, for uh, Jimmy, but Either way, um, what are some intriguing free agents um, outside of Boston situation? We'll, we'll talk about Jalen Brown, but outside of Boston and Grant Williams and all that, what are some intriguing uh, uh, storylines we're going to see this summer from our free agent pool? Sammy, I'll start with you, Sammy. No, I think you 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 kind of briefly alluded to it, but I think the James Harden situation, where's he going to go? And I think depending on when he goes, I think a lot of players are going to wait for what he makes, right? Because that's going to be the big question. Whatever yeah. he makes, then everybody can gauge and be like, uh, I'm not 34 or 35 years old. I'm yeah. 30 or 31. You know, you look at, you know, another example like Fred Van Vliet. You know what I mean? Like he might be another one of those players that's kind of waiting to see, okay, what is James Harden getting at 34 that I can't get and I'm 29? So I think the James Harden situation is going to be interesting. Obviously, the Russell Westbrook. Uh, I haven't heard but, anything about Russell Westbrook. Yeah. What's, what's going on there? Does anybody know? No idea. That's He's sad. unrestricted, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I think the James Harden one's going to be really interesting. I think everybody's going to keep their eye. And then Draymond Green. Another one. That's you another know, one. A lot of people yeah. talk about where he's going to go. I, I mean, mean, the whole Golden State situation, honestly. Right. like, Yeah. So, you, you you know, you're looking at Draymond Green, who you're not going to get a great score. You're going to get a good defender and a good leader and and a guy that people like to rally around. I mean, leader kind of loosely in a sense of yeah. like people like him, like the whole everybody in the league likes him. So uh, and if you're against him, you hate him. That's kind of what he is. And unless you're now Jordan that he Poole. does that podcast, I think it just he 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 puts himself out there. Bro, Still, I like him now. Yeah, I love Draymond Green. I can't lie. I really do. He gave the Celtics so much props this year after, like, during the playoff run, and he was like, it's fucking hard. He just kept reiterating it. I thought it was really cool of him. I thought he was going to say, like, everybody else, trade everybody, trade everybody. He's like, no, keep keep it. It's not like the 90s where you have, you know, like, the Indiana Pacers and the New York Knicks did as they did as much as they can with that nucleus. They couldn't get past Jordan, but they did as much as they could with that nucleus, so... Yeah, um, Vic, what you got for uh, free agency? Uh, you know, I I, I like uh, I like Sammy's take there on 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 Harden. I I think that uh, my most interesting um, free agent this summer, uh, and I I, I do want to mention Jalen uh, uh, Brown is not a uh, free agent. He's only he's a, he's a he's extension eligible, but he's still got uh, a year left on his contract. Correct, so, correct. Um, but uh, Chris Porzingis for me is an interesting one. 
Why uh, is he still interesting to you? Like, what needle is he moving? <laughs> fuck out of here. I'll tell you what, because he's probably not a $30 million a guy, uh, $30 million a year a guy anymore. But if you can, if the right team uh, can get Porzingis for $20 because look, the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks have Middleton and and um and Brooke Lopez. Lopez coming coming too. Mm-hmm. What if they add a Christoph Porzingis with with him? I mean, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, they could probably afford him. Uh, but uh, even you know, even Christoph's in Miami next to Bam Adebayo because Christoph can stretch the floor too. Yeah. He can, he's a shot. So he's he's not your typical big man where you, he just has to sit in the center. So those are just two Eastern Conference teams that I think he can definitely shift the balance of power on. Um, you know, not obviously I, I, he's not going to take anybody from you know an eight seed to a title contender, but for those teams that are fringe title contenders, I think that he could uh, put them tremendous over the top. depth. That's yeah. great depth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. and and Fred Van Fleet is 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 my number two player. Um, as far as I mean, obviously Kyrie Irving and James Harden are, are the most talented, but yeah. as far as t- people that I think are going to make a difference. Fred Van Fleet and Christoph Porzingis are my number two because if Fred Fan, I think Fred Van Fleet can have the um, uh, your boy in um, uh, New York's uh, kind Brunson? of impact. yeah that kind of impact that kind hundred percent that kind of impact I, I think he's a great player he's got that he's, dog in him yeah yeah that yeah, dog in him and, and you know what he's not that old right yeah he so Christoph is twenty seven and um, uh, Van Fleet is twenty nine. And I told A-Rod last week, the only thing that will make me even remotely happy about Nick Nurse is if he's bringing Fred Van Vliet with him. Like, if, like I, if if that's the case, if you bring him, bring Gary Trent too. All right, cool. <clears throat> Great. If James Harden go to Houston to go back to the strip club and <clears throat> I get those two, I'm fine. That will make me a lot happier rather than... Especially with Maxi. Exactly. exactly. Um, uh, because they can play together, I think, Fred Van Vliet and Maxi. Oh yeah, Fleet is mature. That's the thing. He's he's very mature. So yeah, he's not gonna like try to step on his toes or try to take anybody's shine or anything. I mean, I would be worried defensively, but offensively, that team is is not gonna miss a beat. And yeah. I mean, you're, you're losing James Harden, so it's not like you're losing a fucking top tier defender. Anyway. Yeah, you're probably getting an upgrade at defense. If <laughs> yeah, you think about it. <laughs> honestly, at this point, I think so. Hey, Rod, what you got for free agency? Um, and then Christoph Porzingis, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, but I, I get what you're saying. He, but, but he's no, I mean, he, he could take someone like an ace. Look at Caleb Martin, your boy, man, Mr. Disappear. Now you see me, now you don't. So anything is possible. Um, but the, the ones I'm paying attention to obviously are the big ones. Uh, but some crazy ones to think of Gary Trent Jr. is a free agent. So Gary Trent Jr. If history repeats itself and he's following in his foot, his dad's footsteps, he'd be going to Dallas this season. If that's the case, I can see that too. I could see it too. I could definitely see that. It would be funny if he if he plays the same type of career as his father and follows in his footsteps on all the teams he goes to. So that's a big one. And and even at that, sticking with Dallas, uh, Christian Woods another crazy one because I'm surprised Vic didn't mention that's his boy. Well, I I do like Christian Wood, but I just I I don't think I don't I don't think he's going to have as much of an impact. I'm sorry, Aaron. I cut you off. My bad, Aaron. No, no, you're you're fine. I I I agree with you, but I think that's because what Dallas did to him. I think Dallas really took away like how good of a player he is and wanted to focus it all on the the dynamic, you know, duo of Kyrie and, and fucking Luca. And and we all know Luca's a superstar. We know that. And we know Kyrie can be a superstar. We also know Kyrie is also like comes with a with a torch right into the helm and is already like 
destroying shit right when he walks through the front door. Tears down every city. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Neymar are the best comparison. They're the, they're the same exact people, man, as far they as are. like but what's gonna go on in Dallas? You know, what are they how are they gonna make this? Yeah, exactly. How are they gonna make this look good? So um they literally got rid of all of their their role players and and key pieces that that make them a a, a contender and with with defense and and hustle and, and and bench points and and scoring and all of that for a bunch of nobodies to play with Kyrie and Luca just for them to you know shit the bed basically yeah and then there's reports of them wanting to get LeBron James like we know that's not going to happen I mean LeBron- can we put anything into that. No, like where I mean, were they? Because somebody had to leak that, right? So, who, like, where did Kyrie that? Kyrie did. Kyrie did. It was Kyrie. What, what leverage did you try to, to gain by doing exactly. that? He knows the Broncos are coming Dallas. to Dallas. That's what he's doing. Forgive me, Daddy. He's not exactly. coming to Dallas to, for any kind of forgiveness. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I'm curious to see because we, we've alluded to it a bunch of times on the show. What's, what's the makeup going to be in Dallas now, now that they know that? just Kyrie and, and Luca can't thrive together. Like, how are they going to put a team together there? There's got to be – they had the formula. They just didn't have to get Kyrie. They would have probably been a, a seven seed. I'm so glad you brought this up because I was asked this question today, and I really want to hear <laughs> kind of all of your opinions on this. And I, I'm i sorry to make it a Celtic spot. No, no, you're good, bro. <laughs> But, you're good. but I think you're you looking on. at a situ- – like, and, and the reason why I'm bringing it up because you're looking at a situation of two teams that are – in a rut, if you will, right? They're they're stuck, right? If the, the for for better or worse, the Celtics are stuck. Let's say something happens, LeBron James goes to Dallas, or there's a consideration of LeBron James going to Dallas. If there's some kind of trade, right, to make all of this happen, does Dallas give up Luca for Jalen Brown and LeBron James? Hell no, no. no. No way. Hell you no. high? You high? No, hell no. First of all, LeBron's about to retire in like a year and a half. Yeah, what are you talking about? Jalen Brown, like you said, got brick for hands. And Luca, Luca Dutch. Yeah. Absolutely not. I think I still think Tatum is better than Luca, but I I would not trade Luca Doncic for anybody right now. Um it might not yeah. name Giannis and Tantacumbo. If you're looking at a situation where the Dallas Mavericks are want to win now. And you can, and because obviously the Kyrie and Luca thing isn't working. So how Cuban operates? How yeah. long did they wait for Dirk Nowitzki to get his championship? And when they got it, no, it I know, sweet. But it Cuban felt has, very sweet. Cuban has his guys, and he does not trade his guys. Luca is one of his guys. Yeah, he literally like Luca ain't going. There's not a there's not a check that they can put on that table. That table. I mean, he's already a billionaire anyway, so. Luka There's no money Hardaway that's Jr. going to pry anything Luca from from Dallas in any way. Like that is his, that is his prized joy and possession. I don't, I don't yeah. like to use the word possession I'll, for athletes, I'll tell you, but I'll tell you. But what would the Celtics have to give up? Because we're not, we can't just give up. We're gonna have to give up. Yeah, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, some picks. From I know Luka? picks aren't gonna be as valuable. I want Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But... No. Give me both hey, of them. Hey, crazy. <laughs> no, that's dumb. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Luca's not going anywhere for no I would, amount I would, of picks I would, or players. I would, I would, I mean, I would definitely do that. If, if that trade happened with Marcus Smart, I would fuck it. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, 
and uh, and Robert Williams for Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. Mark Cuban is not dumb enough, high enough, drunk enough, whatever we're, enough to do that. <laughs> well, we're learning. You need a team. So just saying, you think, guys said it on this podcast. I think he's gonna learn his team. lesson. He's gonna learn his lesson from this Kyrie Irving situation. That damn, that was something I don't normally do. I don't do things like that. I don't gut my roster for a point guard that has a very questionable track record over the last few years and is heading into free agency. So basically you got all rid of all All that junk aside though. It's so crazy because God, when you watch Kyrie Irving play basketball, it's ridiculous. It's beautiful. It's unreal. It's beautiful. So the fact that he's that good as a basketball player, we were mesmerized for like two years, man. (laughs) You can't even lie. He's that good as a basketball player. And then whatever team he goes to, everything just goes South. It doesn't make sense. So it's like, I don't know. I, I can't even put my finger on that one. That one's just tough. But um, Chris Paul, what, what do you what do you think this old man does? I think he resigns with Phoenix. Is he able to do that? Yeah, they I don't, don't, want him, I don't know. If the, I don't know if Phoenix can though. Oh. That's, all, that's all I'm wondering. Is he able to? Because I think he. I I, would, I I thought he was he was buzzed with KD. That's why I was surprised uh, when they. Well, it made sense. I mean, he was only guaranteed 15 million, right? Yeah. So mm. when they waived him, um, I mean. He's an and aging that- point guard. He's always hurt in the most important times since Los Angeles. He's always hurt at the worst possible time. So, I mean, do you what? I mean, what are you willing? Obviously, you don't have to pay him so much because he is thirty eight. But he said he does plan to keep playing for several more years in the NBA. So, you're 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 bringing him on for somebody maybe to maybe be a mentor to another guard, or are you bringing him on because he's going to be a piece? a championship run like how, how would y'all approach that if you're a gm i think you got to look at it as he's going to be probably still an important piece i think he's still got game you know for lack of a better term like i think that man still can play he's probably one of the smartest basketball players probably one of the best point guards we've like in our life if you think yeah. about it i'm not talking about the guys before that no, were already you're here, but i mean right. yeah like he's arguably one of the best. He's point not guards. Than Pete I know, right? Yeah, I'm not talking about like Jason Kidd and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we watched him, but like from the start, we watched Chris Paul. Um, but and but you got to shelf him. You know what I mean? Like you need to shelf him. And yes, like you said, like it's going to be have to be a situation where yes, it's going to be an important piece, but you know that that you want to get the best out of him in the playoffs. I think yeah. it's going to have to be opposite of what the Celtics were forced to do again. Sorry. But the Celtics had to give Al Horford a lot of minutes, and then you saw it suffer at the in the playoffs. He had no legs by the end of the by the end of the playoffs, and it's, you know Chris Paul's gonna have to be the opposite. It's been some time since this town he's recorded, so they're they're getting all their Celtics steam I'll, out. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll do, I'll do another Celtics comp for you. Do you think that he could he could be to a championship team that Malcolm Brog, Brogdon was to? The, to the, I, I think I, you need him. I think yeah. you need him. Like that, maybe be like a second unit, like run a second unit. I don't um, think second unit. I think first unit. I think, I think Chris Paul needs to start with the Celtics. What have I said? Good Lord. We talked about this. We talked about Brown, a real point guard. Oh, the sky is the limit. That I mean, it's completely like okay. Now y'all, now you guys are serious because, unfortunately, as much as I'm sure you guys like Marcus Smart and you know whatever, whatever, he can't do that. Like Chris Paul can do that. Like. That's ex- I mean, I don't know why they would get get rid of him and wave him when they have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Like, they need somebody like him. And they're about to find out the hard way that if they have, um, what's his name, uh, 
uh, Payne, Cam, uh, what is this? Something was campaign, yeah. Camp, if campaign is their point guard, they're screwed. For, they're screwed for this whole experiment. Chris Paul is a real point guard, so somebody who's not concerned about yeah. scoring thirty. I just don't think that the Celtics would have enough depth if they signed Chris Paul because they're not going to have Brogdon, right? Vet but minimum. Paul, he's ain't going to take the vet minimum, dude. He's going. He's going. He's going to need at least twenty million dollars, I think, Man. and that would be Grant's money out the door. And then you can't keep him and Brogdon. So what are you doing there? You're going to need somebody that's a bench scorer. You can't have Marcus Smart leading. Richard, baby. Richard's Richard, gone. Richard's gone, dude. No, he's not getting. They're not getting rid of him until they see what happens with Brogdon. Yeah, I think Brogdon's gone. I'll be honest. I think Brogdon's gone. Yeah, that, too. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to afford right there. He's expensive. I mean, he should go get some money for real. I mean, take him off the books, and we'll he's see. What but I would I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind, you know, if we take and I'm I'm just looking down the free agent list right now, like got rid of him. I mean, we need some backup bigs, man. That's that's the big that's the biggest thing. Vooch. Hey, Vooch, we couldn't afford Vooch. Yeah, he's this guy is like two time all star or the Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Oh yeah. I'm very intrigued about what Kyle Kuzma decides to do because I'm one of the people who actually who actually like Kyle Kuzma? Like, I really am a fan of his game, uh, and the, I think his size is what um, helps because he can literally be small forward, kind of a power forward in today's NBA. He can shoot uh, from distance when he's not under too many lights. He is he's a lot better of a player. He's a lot more clutch. Um, I don't know what direction the Wizards are heading in right now because Kristaps obviously. It, I think Kristaps did well in Washington. But no one really talked about it because Washington is a, is a trash basketball team, right? So Chris Tapps on a, you know, when you mentioned the whole Milwaukee thing, I could see that. I could definitely that him in Milwaukee would actually make sense. Um, and then um, you know somebody like Kuzma, I mean, I don't know. The Lakers should have never lost him because to me, <laughs> that's like Kuzma would be a good fit for the for that Lakers team. He'd be a good fit for the Mavericks too, in my opinion. Like, I, I think he'd be actually. I, I think he'd be a great Grant replacement, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, but he's a lot better than that. So <clears throat> I know, but it's not. What is his minutes? You know what I mean. <laughs> so let's say the Celtics lose Brogdon, lose Grant, and get Chris Paul and Kuzma. You're asking for a lot. Buddy. I mean, I, I don't think so. I think the money lines up. I think the money's about right. Kuzma looking for a max deal. Well, not max, but he's looking for bread. Now, he made thirteen million dollars last year. I don't think. Yeah, because that was his rookie. Wasn't that still on his rookie contract? Nah, nah. You sure? How many yeah, years has he, he been in the league? Because he, he has a player option this year. Same as Tatum, he's been in the league the same as Tatum. He's in his fifth year. He's about to go for that big money. What big money is he getting? Twenty-five. <laughs> bro, he, look, man, look. Twenty-five shirts. That's what he's trying to get. Twenty-seven point two. He's gonna get a Jalen Brunson contract. A <laughs> dollar. He's going to get it. He's going to go get a Jalen Brunson type of contract. No way. No, no way. Jalen Brunson is going to pay him that money. And it's probably going to be Washington. Okay. Well, yeah. In that case, yeah, probably. I could sit up. Yeah. I mean, they got Bradley Bill, who doesn't care about winning championships. Kyle yeah. Kuzma, who needs to stay. You know, he can sell tickets over there. They're fine. They'll they'll pay him. <laughs> Bradley Bill for straight up for Malcolm Brogdon. Who says no? Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Let's not do this. Um, yeah, let's, let's not do this. And then also with uh, some of the coaching changes, are, are there any of them can, that are like... Can yes. we quick talk about Seth Curry? He's available? Yes. He's going to probably end up with the... With the, with the, with the, the disrespect. 
the disrespect. Okay, go ahead. Talk talk to me about about Seth Curry. No, I'm just saying. Like, who, okay, who would you rather have? Tremendous Austin Reeves or shooter. Seth Curry? Seth Curry, but Seth, Seth Curry. Curry. Johnson. Cam Johnson's available too. You guys are taking yeah. Seth over Austin Reeves. <laughs> yeah, 100. percent Austin Reeves is trash. Jeez, that's a tough crowd. Cam Johnson, he's all yeah, he's he's available. Holy yeah. shit, Seth Curry is a free agent. But yes, uh, all these names I'm taking over Seth Curry. I mean, obviously some of these Jeremy Grant. Come on. Jordan eh, Jordan Clarkson. Are you taking Jordan Clarkson or Seth Curry? Yeah, Seth Curry. I'll take Jordan Seth Clarkson. there. Kelly Oubre, I'm taking him. Yeah. No. I'm taking Kelly Oubre. DeAndre I'll Russell. Take, I'll probably take Dennis Schroeder over him too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Schroeder's available. Yeah, this Dylan Brooks. <laughs> I, I think, I think so. Dylan Brooks is going to be a Celtic. No, Harris, I think he's going to be he's going to be a Heat. Karis LeVert, he? probably Celtic. I would take Karis LeVert. He's going to take Grant Williams minutes. I would love, I would love, I would love Dylan Brooks, bro. Are you kidding me? No, we don't have a leader for that man. Yeah, yeah, he's going to show us a gun. I would like, I would like Roy Hachimura. That's what I really want. Oh yeah, yeah. The Lakers are not letting that man go. Nah. <laughs> That would be foolish of them to do that. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Cam Reddish gave Vince about to get paid somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah. And Josh then, Hart's got a player option. Josh Hart, <laughs> he needs to come over to Philly. That's exactly what we need. Who we? Bruce, Bruce Brown, Harrison Barnes, Gary Trent. Don't get my blood level high right now, please. All right. Oh, were there any coaching changes before we leave the NBA? Were there any coaching changes that made you scratch your head? Or, wow. Aaron, I'll start with you here. <laughs> Um, no, we kind of alluded to it and kind of like expected it too. And you made me believe you're like, oh, they could fire this guy. And I was like, there's no way they're going to fire him. Sure enough, it happened. So I'll give you your, yeah, like, well, I said Monty, I I knew Monty was going to get fired. As soon as KD went there, like KD will get you fired. KD won't get you a promotion. Him and Kyrie, two of the most skilled basketball players ever, be, be going into locker rooms and just tearing shit up. But I think when they got the new owner, LeBron. what's up? I think when the Suns got the new owner, you knew that if oh, anything yeah, went sure. wrong, the coach was gone because that's not his coach. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, but but that was still. the dumbest shit I think I've ever seen. Sorry. I mean, I, I think it's dumb too. I think I think Monty's a, a coach of men, and and like he he definitely gets guys to rally around him. Um, you think guys are gonna rally around Frank Vogel? No, no, I don't. I think they're gonna run circles around Frank Bogle. Kevin Durant's gonna run circles around him. Oh my yeah. god! I give, Frank man. A year and a half. I give Frank Vogel a year and a half, man. Like I, I just—he's vanilla yogurt. That's it. You know, you like vanilla yogurt, but he's vanilla yogurt, bro. Vic. And, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, what is it? Terry Stotts is hired on the bench in, in Milwaukee. That's a that's a good, good bench guy to have on your on your bench uh, coaching. Uh, but Adrian Griffin, that's – I don't know. I know I've heard his name the last three years talked about. I've never I heard of the guy. He, I remember him in the NBA. He was a, a defensive player. He played with Milwaukee, played with Houston. Um, but, I mean, he's been on benches for a while, and I've heard his name before. So, we'll see. I I, I don't think that's the right guy for Giannis, but I think Giannis is – just like whatever, as long as you keep the band together, I'm good to go. And I don't think they're gonna let uh, Lopez or or Middleton go. I think those guys are gonna stay. And then Nick Nurse for you. Um, 
Yeah, Middleton, we'll see what Middleton go get get some money somewhere and go 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 help like the Orlando Magic or something. That's I don't that's think he wants to help. I think he wants to win championships. Somebody needs to help the Orlando Magic because they're ready. All I'm saying, they are ready. So a veteran needs to come in, and that team is ready to go. So they're they're saying they're really pursuing Gary Trent Jr. That's who they're really looking at. Makes that's, sense. They should go after Van Fleet. That's what they should do. Max, um, is Toronto the head coach yet or no? Toronto does not have a head coach yet, so maybe Doc Rivers can go to Canada. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Vic or Sammy, uh, either one of you, does Nick Nurse change anything for us in in my in your perspective? Because for me, I'm my not. God, it doesn't do go. anything for me. So yeah, it makes it makes, uh, it makes viewing those matchups a lot more annoying. Fucking hate Nick Nurse, man. He's he the did. most annoying coach on the sidelines ever. Bitches about every call. The he worst. Does. Um. With that being said, I there was a, a text message I, I may have sent to Sammy saying, I hope the Celtics get Nick Nurse. <laughs> I was already thinking it too. So, uh, um, but no, no, I, I, I mean, no, I don't, I think Doc is a good coach. I just think sometimes with Doc, he gets lost. And, uh, yeah, I just don't think, you know, he just has the only thing he's a good coach because he won you guys a championship. Because honestly, that take that season ago. away, what has he actually done? <laughs> That's true. I mean, that's a great point. He's blown <laughs> leads. He's he's had all this talent and only that one ring, that one ring to show for it. So in soccer, so in soccer, we have a a manage, a term for a manager. As you say, he's a good man manager, but mm-hmm. he might not he might not have the tactics. So I think that Doc Rivers is a good man manager in terms of personalities and and you know making a team feel cohesive. But he doesn't have the tactics. He's not. Yeah, good. it was Tom Thibodeau that won us that championship. Yeah. All right, let's relax there. And A-Rod, A-Rod's alluded to that before. So. 100%. Um, I, I want to. I believe it. And Kevin Garnett. I mean, I think he was Kevin like Garnett a glorified. And Paul that won us the, the championship. Let's be real. Yeah. So then um, again, Doc Rivers has not done anything. Okay, right. so I guess he hasn't. Yeah, I guess. Plain and simple. <laughs> Fifteen um, years. But I, <clears throat> I, I, I like. I, I'm really shocked about the Monty Williams thing. I. I cannot believe that that he got shown the door. He's won, he just won Coach of the Year like last year, didn't he? Doc um, said it best: "Don't win Coach of the Year." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm also shocked that I, I understand why Toronto got rid of Nick Nurse because I don't. They wanted. Do. He wanted yeah. out. Yeah, well, he did. He wanted out. Okay, yeah, he good. Out. As long as he wanted out, then that makes sense because that made zero sense to me. But yeah, and, and I have full. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I have full trust that Toronto's gonna be back up there. It was gonna oh, be yeah. years. I mean, they got the best GM in the league, in my opinion. Um, I agree. Yeah, uh, Ujerian. Ujerian. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't think anything shocked me other than the firings. The the, yeah. the, the all all the all the signings other than the Heat. Um, I'm sorry, other than the the Bucks was pretty. You know, pretty. Yeah, like, yeah you can see. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay, yeah, but. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm I was. Hoping. I'll say I was a little shocked about the Budenholzer, but I wasn't. It, it was. I, I. I felt really weird about it because I was like, I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? Because if you lose to an eight seed as a number one, and obviously a team that's supposed to just completely dominate, oh, and you collapse out, so badly. Yeah, that wasn't Giannis. <laughs> it wasn't. But at the same time, when you look at all the other teams that fell after, you're kind of like. Well, shit. Maybe they shouldn't have fired Budenholzer. or maybe this Heat team is just like we all alluded to, the team of destiny right now in the East, at least. You know, so to me, it felt a little pre. You know, like like 
it was a little too early to make that judgment call on him, given his history and his closeness with Giannis and and how he structured that team. And not saying I think he's a great coach. I don't think he's a bad coach either. I think he's. But a bad coach. I was I, I was I was shocked. I was I not shocked. I, they, if Marty, they didn't win that championship two years ago, they would have fired him after that season. Like that one did not shock me because his decision making, I'm like I never quite understood it. But just like KG won all that championship in 08, Giannis. With his almost torn Achilles, I don't know what the hell happened. And referees, call it what you want. He carried that Milwaukee Bucks to a. uh, a, I mean that game seven. He carries the ball. Call it what you want. It's hard. It's hard to referee players like that. I'm sorry, Shaq. Yad is these freakish athletes that do crazy things. You can't ref them, so you call it what you want. I remember watching the set. Well, like at the anniversary. I remember watching the 76ers play the Los Angeles Lakers when we had, when they uh, played against Shaq. And I saw what the hell Shaq did, what he was doing to Dikembe Mutombo and what he was doing to Tom McCullough and Matt Geiger. His shoulder, he was dropping his 350-pound shoulder like into their chest, into their face. And the refs can't call shit because what can you do? He's just strong, right? So sometimes it's, it's just hard. It's hard. It's hard. But, yeah, I, that was the first time I ever cried for uh, for sports. It's when the Sixers lost that series because we won game one. I was like, oh, my God, we might do it. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was the end of that. So, uh, but I'm done talking basketball. Moving on. Um, let's have some fun. Uh, we don't talk enough soccer on this show. But when my dog, Lionel Messi, is coming to the state of Florida to play soccer for, uh, for what was it, Inter-Miami, that's big news. That is huge news. So, I'm going to start with my soccer guys below me, uh, Vic and or Sammy, whoever wants to awesome. kick this one off. Let's talk impact. Go. Go ahead, Vic. Uh, impact. Oh, I mean, if you, <clears throat> I think we've all been on social media and seen the impact that it's had on prices, uh, ticket prices. Um, you know, uh, jumping over like six, uh, like some, some prices have, Twenty nine thousand, a thousand percent average yeah. right now. Yeah, twenty nine dollars to four hundred and twenty eight for the he first. Lost their freaking yeah. minds. So, uh, very interesting stuff there. Um, you know, he got the he got the Godfather uh, Beckham deal, right? Mm-hmm. So, Be- when Beckham first came over to the MLS, they said, "Hey, man, come to the MLS. We'll give you all this shit, and on top of that, we'll give you the right to buy an expansion team for like uh, I forget what but it was some ridiculous numbers." I don't quote me on the number, but it was like 50 million, right? You know, pay 50 million, you get you get an expansion team. Sure. You know what the 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 buy-in now for an expansion team is like eight hundred million dollars. And he just and he just did he just bought his expansion team and his expansion team enter fucking Miami. Yes. So yeah. I mean just imagine the, the the bread that that uh that Dave Beckham is making right now just yeah. because he came and played MLS for four seasons. And let's be and when he came. He was washed up, right? He was washed up. He was. Of course. That's what it's like when like an NBA player goes to Greece just for right. like the last couple of years for their contract and for money. Now or let's Taiwan. Be honest, this is we're not getting prime messy here, but yeah. this is still good messy. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was wanted by Barcelona, right? He was hounded by big dogs. He was offered a billion dollars by the Saudis, and he chose to come to Inter Miami. Granted, I'm sure we gave him just as much money. That's what <laughs> I was going to ask. Because compare that to like the Ronaldo situation and all these other people getting offered all this money. Like, 
I mean, do you think it's a money thing or like what do you think is is going into the decision? So, so I think I think he's making a long term play here, uh-huh. and he's saying I can make a billion dollars now by going to Saudi, or I can make two billion down the road. Um, and that's possibly probably what's going to happen. He's probably going to make more than a billion dollars in the long in the long run after all the incentives kick in. Literally every team in the MLS, and I guess Sammy, I, you did say this earlier. I was able to confirm it. Um, he, every team in the MLS is chipping in to get this man into the wild. <laughs> here's here's some of the things he gets by signing with with um with uh, Inter Miami. Promises promises to be the biggest signing in a 27-year history of MLS. Terms include an option of part ownership of Inter Miami, mm-hmm. and terms include a cut of revenue from new subscribers to Apple TV MLS season pass streaming services. He's Louis and he knows yeah, he it's going to happen. And, and he knows it's going to happen. He's about to get broken off. Money, he's money, also getting money. a cut of the Adidas deal too. Um, so Jeez. he's getting a. There's a lot of stuff happening here. Uh, for, for Messi, so it's not just. Um, I'm I'm happy that they're not stupid enough to give him the same deal that they gave Beckham because, like I said, that shit was insane. I mean, it's honestly too for the MLS teams, right? I I, I still think it's absolutely bananas that we're seeing like a deal like that where all the other MLS teams are chipping. And it's like it's it's like if all the other NFL teams chipped in for the Bucks to get Tom Brady. Right? You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's like that weird. But if you really think about it, like these it's MLS cool. teams know. When Messi shows up to our oh, stadium, yeah. oh, it's going to be packed. I'm looking at, or I'm trying to find Orlando City tickets right now. They're I mean, giving it, away for free. It's, it's yeah, audience. just last week. <laughs> Jeez, my heart is my my heart is warm uh, because I love Messi, right? So to, for him, he's the most popular dude in the world, right? And he doesn't even live in the United States. We're we're just catching up on soccer. He's always here, though. But what he's going to do for the game of soccer in the United States of America, especially like in Miami, where it's like, you know, it's a a strong Latino population. It's like, yo, this is he's really he's about to really help the game a lot. Um, The World Cup, isn't it? When is the World Cup coming to the U.S.? 2026 is in the U.S. We also have the Copa America in 24. Yeah. Um, If you look at it, Argentina has also as as uh, the Argentinian national team has put a lot of eggs in uh, growing their uh, market in market share in the U.S., mm-hmm. they just did a deal with Apple TV. Uh, I think that all their national uh, team games are going to be streaming on there. Yep. Yeah, so, wow. so they they have really doubled down on the United States as a market, and just bringing over Messi is just icing on that cake for them. Saying, "Okay, great, this is how we grow it." Um, now, I, this is huge. Uh, this is, I mean, Vlatan came over. What was it four uh, four years ago, two years ago, and absolutely dominated the league at his yeah. old age. Dominated. And he was washed at that and time. He, and he was washed exactly. So, and and now Messi's coming, and I think we're gonna and, and Drogba did the same thing. Drogba when he first came dominated. Hmm. Uh, I think it was like the leading goals. Rooney, Rooney, Rooney. dominated. I I, I, this is gonna be. We're gonna see a level of domination that we have never seen before. Um, in our backyard, I think you know, you know what it is though. What also is good about it? It's a kick, and and it actually it'll be a good transition to the next thing you want to talk about. But it's a kick in the nuts to the Saudis, is what it really is, man. Because mm-hmm. right now the Saudis are paying. They gave Benzema what three years for an NFL cap, six hundred bill. Yeah, is, he's making what what their entire NFL team is making in a year. 
And it's so, crazy to me. I think Vic made a really good point, and and you're talk you're like kind of alluding it to um, a Rod and why Messi would turn down a Saudi deal versus a United States deal. And I think it's the situation that Vic's talking about, where it's this is the connections, this is how he grows his brand. Yeah. When you're right. in Saudi, it's a very close knit group of people, right? You can't really get into that circle. Mm-hmm. In the United States. You're in the, you are the circle now. Yeah. Like you are the center of this entire soccer universe. Not even just that, but everything else that comes with playing and being in the United States of America. You know, if you want to be buddies, buddies with the Sheiks and stuff like that, yeah, you might be able to, but maybe you won't get a team. You won't get these ownership deals because yeah. they like to keep it family owned, all this other stuff. It's just the Arab culture. You know what I mean? They're very, A-Rod, you know, like Arabs are, are very clicky. You know, and they're very like concerned with who they bring into their circles. So with, with this deal, it's more of Messi thinking about his long-term future rather than just, oh, I can make a quick bill. And, yeah. and, and on top of that, Sammy, he's going to be the face of American soccer as a non-American. Yeah. Um, I guess he, te- he technically American, South American, but you know what I mean. Uh, uh, not not as a United States citizen. You know, not, he's not a USMNT or he's getting he's, yet he's still going to be the face of American soccer mm-hmm. and. I think that David Beckham was the first step, right? And then we had all these other guys, the Kakas, the Carlos Velas, you know, uh, the Pirlos come over and then set the stage for this. Now, am I saying that Messi's going to come over and now finally, uh, you know, the MLS is going to be the fourth, the third, fourth biggest league? And uh, no, it's yeah, not. Yeah. But it's a, it's another step in the right direction of, of becoming quality players. I think that the MLS, not right now but could be on track to being the type of league that the Aberdeen is in the Netherlands, where you have these young guys that are these, these young guys that are coming in and then, you know, some stars that didn't pan out. And then, you know, you know, the guy, you know, who the guys I'm talking about, Sammy, like the guys that are playing on. Right. Um, um, not, not, um, what's that? Uh, not RB Leipzig. The other one, the other Red Bulls. Um, PS, uh, PS, like PSV Eindhoven. Oh, PSV Eindhoven, Ajax, Ajax, like those, like those clubs, right? So you, you, you got good players that that didn't necessarily pan out, and then they go to the Everdeze, they they kind of level up, and then they go back out into the Premier League. Maybe the MLS can end up being that type of league, yeah, um, in a few years. So I think Messi coming over is huge. Um, I think it's going to bring up the level of competition and hopefully put some money in the owner's pocket so they're willing to spend more on uh, better players. Uh, so we're, we're hoping, I mean, there's already good players here in the MLS right now, just not to the, obviously not, not even close to the quality of Messi or, or other leagues, but you look at a guy like, uh, Tiago Almada, uh, in Atlanta, who was getting looked at by, uh, clubs in Europe. And in fact, was getting looked at by Napoli. Um, so we, ex- we, we, we are great exporting league as of right now, yeah. uh, in terms of talent, but we just, we're just, uh, lacking on the import. And I think right now we're getting in that, um, that type of quality player in Messi, and hopefully this opens up the floodgates to um, better players. So I think he's going to dominate. Absolutely, and it's nice to always you know get all these you know old guys from other countries. But like, how are we going to fix the? How close are we to fixing getting our own homegrown talent within our own cities of like Miami and Atlanta? And I mean, obviously, there's athletes in all these cities, right? Right. Where, so, how does Messi impact that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure he. I'm sure he absolutely will. Um, I'm sure he's gonna um, grow the game uh, more than it already is, right? Um, but uh, you know, 
right now we the U.S. has is is on a good track right now. We're never going to be we're never going to be France, right? We're never going to because we don't have colonies. But um, so, uh, but uh, you know we 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 could end up being you know like a mid table team where we're you know getting into the quarterfinals of the of the World Cup eventually. We just had our 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 U twenty team unfortunately just uh, losing the world U twenty World Cup to Uruguay two nothing. But before that, they looked like world beaters. I mean, we looked incredible. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. And then, um, of course, coaching let us down. Uh, I, I'm more concerned, KK, about finding the next great American coach than I am find, about finding the next great American player. I think Ooh. we don't at this time have a manager that is Premier League. Uh, level that is even though we had Jesse Marsh I was hoping that was him it's not uh, we need a guy that is that quality that caliber to lead us into the next step and hopefully Messi's that guy that inspires that coach one day <laughs> inspiring coaches and players that's yeah. that's impressive uh Sammy you got anything to add no I, I, I think Vic Vic touched on it. My only thing is that if you're talking about how will the United States ever kind of like take that next level, I think it's tough when you try to compare the MLS to the Air Divisie. And I know what Vic's trying to allude to, but the difference between the Air Divisie that MLS doesn't have is the Air Divisie gets the experience to play in the Champions League. Mm. If there is some way that an MLS team or MLS players can find a way to play against those guys in a serious game, I think you will see more of an impact, but obviously hey, trying to start with Champions League, okay, buddy. Oh yeah, but yeah, Are... you know, you know what I'm trying to say though, yeah. and and and, and I, I want it to grow. I do, I really do. Trust me, um, but Great it's point. it's tough. It's it's tough. Yeah, it's a very valid. It's point. tough being on this side of the pond. You know what I mean? Correct. <laughs> Correct. And now yeah, speak, but... speaking yeah. on, do you have you want to add anything? Because I'm about to. Kind of keep it within these sides of the pond thing. <laughs> no, I just well, I just last last point. I'm sorry, yeah. I know I've gone we've gone long on this, but I just want to point out how what an excellent point that was that Sammy just made about uh, the Champions. League. I didn't think about that, but that's a a fantastic point. And on top of that, that's probably why we don't see very many leagues outside of Europe being top leagues, right? I mean, right now, all top five leagues are in Europe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I don't think that's changing anytime soon, but maybe we yeah. could be six. There's also no relegation to the United States. Yeah, yeah, no relegation. And I don't think there ever will be, but um, <laughs> yeah, right. why do you even play? <laughs> Ted Lasso. Now, we're talking about different sides of the pond. Uh, just quick transition over to uh, the game of golf. Now, last year, and I don't know, I, for whatever reason, I've been nerding out about this whole situation since the beginning. So, this is something I've followed extremely closely because it was like last year there was nothing there was nothing it was no basketball anymore there was no football free agency you know baseball was in that you know that part of the year where it's like all right let's get to August let's get to September and then this live thing comes out and it drops I mean it, it it's like a bombshell that that changed everything with golf and you got players picking sides players going to go get, chase the bag like Ronaldo for example um so, and all this talk was about, you know, you know, why would they go take money from this and that, that kind of person? And, you know, we have these 9-11 families come on. And we have all these people speaking out against live and Tiger Woods turns down 800 million and all this shit, all this shit happens only for them to merge. So 
Okay, I, I it, it blew my mind when I saw that news. Um, I, I didn't think not expect I not it's not that I didn't think it was it was gonna happen. It was how quickly it all came together because I would I, I how closely I've been watching this. I didn't hear I didn't hear anything that would have alluded that this would happen in June of 2023. It was just it, it blew my mind. So where are you guys at with the whole controversy between the two sides? Because I have my own opinions that I want to provide, but I want to hear you guys first. And I will start with you, Sammy, actually. I have no idea. I'll let A-Rod go. Okay. Uh, Saudis won a war, finally. That's what I can say. They finally won a war. And, um, I mean, it was it was inevitable. I mean, I, I feel like golf is just like the most unified sport. They're not going to allow it to be competitive and be one-sided. And... I sent y'all that funny ass meme earlier with the the holes. <laughs> it said, um, what was it? PJ's controlling holes one through Oh yeah. <laughs> that was a bad taste. That was a bad taste. 18, Saudis are holding nine through eleven. What a deal. <laughs> um, but like it, it's like it's like a sport that's stuck in its ways. And and honestly, I know me, Vic, and Sammy, we go we go golfing and we enjoy it. I personally hate watching it. I think golf is the most boring sport. There's nothing fun it's not about boring. it. Boring. You need to give it a chance. I'm telling you, I, I love I, golf. I play it. I play it. Trust yeah. me. I, I play it. And and the goal was to be better than Vic. And I'm never gonna be that anytime soon, man. That was that was my goal from day one. And if anything, Vic has been like the greatest teacher I've had. Thank you, Vic. Giving you your to learn, bro. Sammy, uh, Sammy fixes me. Vic made me. That's the way I say it. So, um, but like golf is like it, it just doesn't. It does like I know it's fun for certain people. But like, there's nothing exciting. Like, you have to be quiet. There's a guy talking like this. Like, there's there's just Damn, you did a good job there. That was really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's it's boring. It's just it's just very boring. The whole meanwhile, live. They got music playing. They got they they, yeah, they got celebrities out there. Take, <laughs> yeah. Like they they make it entertaining. Yeah, so so entertaining that you you see all these social media pages popping up of like funny clips of 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 golfing and 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 like how painful it is to go golfing like. You see all of that, but before it was just like, oh, you know, golf is a respectable sport, you know, kind of like tennis. Tennis is, to me, I we know Serena Williams is very, very dominant and and good at what she does, but there's only going to be one tennis league, and it's very boring. And, and, like, I'm not trying to, like, put it in that category, but it's like, it's like a rich man's sport. It's like, if you're not rich, don't don't even bother watching this. Don't have the dreams and aspiration of this. But then King Richard will go kill you and say, look what my daughters did. So I don't know. I, 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 it was inevitable for it to be done because I just knew the PJ wasn't going to allow this to go on much longer. But crazy to know that it did last that long and what, and what was going on. And I, I like Liv. I like what they were doing over there. So, well, take it from like the, uh, from the perspective of like the people who are so anti, uh, you know, anti merger, right? I mean, like what, what they've alluded Fun. to from everything across the board from 9 11 to human rights issues and all that. How like where 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 do you where do you think how do you think the argument is uh, going to be handled between that because if I had any, any way to kind of add my input right I feel like we all pick and choose what we want to uh, be vocal about uh, mm -hmm. we all pick and choose what we want to be angry about because unfortunately the majority of the stuff that we ha buy watch have is probably controlled by the same people that you're anti against for this merger right so it's like. I mean, the Saudis have a lot of money and a lot of it comes from oil and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, like, what are you going to do? Like not buy T-shirts made from Saudi Arabia anymore. And you're not going to, you know, you're not going to do like, it's, it's just, you can't pick and choose your battles when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, 
And then my other issue, my other issue that I had was like the players that were so anti uh, live and vice versa. The, the live players who were making fun of the PGA players is like now they are now they're all together again. They have to be on the same team. Like, how is that relationship going to be? Because like, you know, people turn down big money to stay with the PGA, and now it's only for them to have to still be in the live tour anyway. So it's like, to me, there's a lot of of um, it's gonna it's gonna be a while before this gets resolved because like. Think about it. Tiger Woods turned down eight hundred million dollars only for them to to merge. Can you imagine? He took that eight hundred million dollars and they still merge. It's like not that he needs it, but damn, that's extra almost billion dollars in his pocket. So I don't know. It, that that's kind of where I'm at with everything. It's just that it's it's gonna it's caused a lot of tension. And I mean, yeah, I mean, fun yeah. coupons. It's fun coupons to the Saudis, man. They're just they're walking through their backyard. And, oh, oil, more money for us. What can we go do now? <laughs> yeah. So. The way I see it is like with all these people that are upset about things, you know, Bob Dylan wrote a song called The Times Are Changing. They must not have heard that song. Just get with the times, man. Yeah. Just like every like there's multiple basketball leagues. It just happens to be that the NBA is the most dominant one. It's the one you want to go play for. You know, all these other ones. And but so what but happens with- if Saudi Arabia wants to buy the NBA? They're coming. Hey, They're, They're coming. Crazy. You know they are. <laughs> Yeah, we we know. How do they're we know running they're out of soccer teams to buy? So they're going to start yeah. coming this way. <laughs> yeah, they're they're trying to expand soccer and 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 blow the Saudi Arabia. I mean, the, the first one was the first domino was Cristiano Ronaldo, big guy that you get over there, and now you're getting um uh Kareem Benzema and who's the other guy? The other French guy, Golo Kante. Yeah, Kante. Kante's going to play over there too, and now they're trying to get all these other ones. So like the Saudis know, like like Sammy said and alluded to earlier. It's a close knit, like it's it's all in the family. Like it doesn't move, the money doesn't move out the family. Like everything goes in between the sheiks. Like it's hard to it's hard to you know get in with that. But if the the, the at the end of the day, money is the root of all evil. Money is gonna do what money does. And if you can sell for a stupid amount of money and profit off of it, you know they're gonna do it. So it's it sucks that it's it's merging because now you know it looks stupid. All you're talking all this shit. And now you're going into the, you know, the clubhouse or to, you know, have a beer with these guys. You're like, hey, you don't have a choice, on? though. You want a job because this is your job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not like so many like you could be a car salesman and work for a lot of different car dealerships. When you're a uh, when you're a, uh, a golfer, there's only a couple ways you can go where you can make money unless you're a gambler. Like and you play for like. $1,000 a ball. I mean, that's a different but, story, but this but is their job. Like, so they don't, don't really know. have a choice in the matter. I don't, I don't, I know like your employer is the PGA tour, but I feel like golf is an individual. It is an individual sport. You're, you're basically paid. I mean, and this is my assumption. I don't know how they make all this money. I know there's like tournament money that they make from a pool at the end. Um, but I feel like off of like their marketing for themselves as well, like all the yeah. sponsorships they get and stuff, yeah. they make it's like UFC. That's that. where they make the biggest part of their money. It's not yeah. really from the purse, but it's from everything yeah. that comes with yeah. getting a purse. They're all independent contractors. So like you're in, you're under this governing body, but you're free to go do what you want. So it's like. But you still have to be under the governing. But body. you're still. Yeah, you're still under the, the, the guys of that of that. So we'll we'll see how that all ends up. Um, and it's it's a it's a funny thing, but there's not. I don't know. I'm the nerd, so I'm going to be watching it closely, and then uh, I'll be uh, uh, lending out some tweets about it. So um, I just, I just personally, real before I just, I just think it's boring. I think, I think PGA 
if anything, they should take some stuff from the happen with live and and try and incorporate that. Be like, okay, let's get a little more entertaining, a little more fun instead of this fucking. And we're on the nineteenth hole. But and... the problem, the problem is that golf is boring, and that Tiger Woods for twenty years dominated the sport and dominated the ratings. And I got into golf because of that. Now, do I watch as much golf without Tiger Woods? No, it's tough because I don't have a guy that I'm I'm cheering for yet, right? But like. It, on a Sunday from like 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. on uh, for a Masters, like that time is so exciting when because you you get to watch to see, bro, because much... they're all white guys, man. Like... It's not that, but it's like you get to watch like how much cojones they have. Like you got somebody breathing down your neck who's having a great a great uh, Sunday, and you've been in the lead for these last three days, and then you see people just missing routine shit, like missing three foot putters. But golfing with Vic. Go golfing with Vic. Damn, I need, this. I need to figure that out, right? But, like, I don't know. I find that so exciting because I like to watch individuals and how they handle pressure moments. So, and you I might saw get Tiger Woods for this. dominate uh, pressure moments. So. You might get canceled for me saying this on your podcast. But, I mean, everybody wanted to see Tiger Woods take back from the white people, man. I mean, that was what the greatest part about it was. It was whooping everybody's ass. They were all white dudes, and he was killing them all. Meanwhile, yeah. he <laughs> but the, he didn't know how to identify. He, did what he, did. he didn't they, know what they, to identify with, though. <laughs> He didn't know how to, he was a compilation, so he didn't know how to identify himself. So that's another story. <laughs> um, but let's get to some quick hitters. Uh in, in baseball, um, injuries, uh, DeGrom. Shit. <laughs> like what we all did that. It's like what the hell, right? Uh, are there any other concerning injuries for you guys? I know um what's going on with Judge. So and also LA's fence. So fix that fence, fuckers. But it, anything the catch. is it concerning though? Are you concerned at all? No, I'm not. I, I think he'll be back relatively quickly. Um, yeah, that, that's that's the only one that I I really have that I think is concerning. Or, or outside of um, what's his face, uh, Degrom. Degrom is just it's unfortunate because yeah. we always talk about like the Jacob Degrom effect. I'll go out there and pitch nine innings of one run ball when I'm with the Mets, and then I I lose every game that I pitch one run ball because yeah. that stupid team that we paid all this money for can't score any runs. And then I always blamed it on the Mets training staff. Now we go out here to Texas and this game of the season gets shellacked and then goes through the season. And then finally he's got Tommy John and he was emotional. It sucks, but I honestly think it's him. I think it's him. I think he puts too much stress on his body and mm -hmm. he goes out there and doesn't know how to like control the arm. I mean, I'm, I was never a pitcher, so I couldn't, I couldn't allude to like how they play. So I, I know he throws hard, he throws accurate, and to throw hard and accurate, you've got to be precise and let your arm go one lane. It's probably just not connecting right. So and this is his second Tommy John, right? I think it's his third. Third? He's the second or third. One of them, one of those. You think he you think when he comes back, will I mean, will there ever be any kind of level of dominance from him again? Or is he just gonna be just another guy for the rest of his career? I think he'll be good. Okay. I think it'd be good. I think I think it'd be a not great. I don't think it'd be as dominant as he is because I think I think the Rangers like window is very small to be honest with you. Unless they unless the talent. I mean the the players are playing great. I can't I can't take that away from them. But when you take your ace, the guy that you went in free agency and got out of the picture, but then again, Evaldi's there, who's like a cockroach and that just survives. That guy, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Sammy. I know it's gonna hurt you to hear that. <laughs> Like he's 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 the MB he's the MLB's Jimmy Butler. You don't hear about him in the regular season, and when postseason comes, 
you're going to hear about him because he shines and he's really, really good. But I don't know. I think that's a big confidence boost. I know they're one in their division and the Astros are just sniffing and the Angels are there too. And when's Altuve coming back? Huh? When's I think Altuve is back. He is? He is back, yeah. When? I think he came back. I don't know if he went on the IL again, but like I know he, he was back. They activated him. But and Jake, Jacob DeGrom is 34 years old, so he'll be playing again like, what, 36? Yeah, most I mean, likely. He's starting to get up there. So, I don't, yeah, I don't know. That It seemed a little tough there. Um, just, Red Sox, do you guys have anything going on? Uh, how you feeling about the squad? Chris Sale. Chris Sale. He's hurt again. 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 <laughs> uh, but, again, another player, 34 years old. Yeah. And let me ask you guys this, because Vic – Vic hates I, him. I, Vic hates him. And I get why. He has his reasons why. But at the time that the trade was made or that the move was made for Chris Sale, we won a championship. Was what that move Mokata successful? Done? What has Johan Mokata done anyways? No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with Johan Mokata. It has nothing to do with Michael Kopech. Here's what it has to do. He led to the biggest cap inflation for the Red Sox in the history of the fucking team. He did he's not. The he's, the, he's the reason why we paid him. He's the reason why we paid Nate Evaldi. He's the reason why we paid David Price. All three of those guys led to the ejection of Bogarts, Benintendi, and Mookie Betts. Mm. Okay, for, first that off, hurts. y'all were singing to get Benintendi out of there, so don't don't come to his defense when he did kind of good. Because oh. I remember you guys saying, he's got to go, he sucks. This, this, and that. And just because he's doing – because he sucks again. Don't worry. He sucks again over there in, with the White Sox. Like, the White Sox, they're they're like the they're like the Padres of the of the century. You and I talked about it. We ruined him. We yeah, ruined him. You did ruin him. You did ruin him. <clears throat> but I think I think the Red Sox, in, in my humble opinion, I think I think the trade you did for Chris Sale was great because you, you got a championship in return. You right? had a solid, That's what you play yeah. for. Yes, and you had a solid – this isn't. We haven't gone 86 years without a championship. This isn't. Okay, you know, but Mankata, but Mankata and Kopech have got nothing. They haven't even sniffed the playoffs. There's so you, to do you, with got that. Nothing. you got nothing. Don't worry about it. You get to the playoffs constantly. Like, it's hard to win championships. Okay, when we, you're you're taking for granted, like we say it all the time. Michael Jordan ruined the NBA because you saw the Bulls go over and over and over and over. <laughs> Kobe Bryant and Shaq and the Lakers during that stretch and and all of that. It was it. They were paying for shit. Okay, y'all have money. Y'all just decided to go the, the the little hat route, and you want to go get Bloom. We're fifteenth in salary right now, which is really crazy. Who'd you go get as your GM? Yeah. Exactly from the Rays. Who knows what he's doing? Solid. So, <laughs> you know what he's doing? How many times have you been in the playoffs with Han Bloom? How many times have you been out of the first round of the playoffs with Han Bloom as 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 our uh, as, as our GM? I and think he, he sucks. And he's shedding payroll because. Who, who put you in the fucking hole? Who put you in the foxhole? Dombrowski. I hate Dombrowski. Exactly. I hate Dombrowski. Okay, so. so. I saw a stat the other day that showed um, J.D. Martinez OPS right now is 971. Um, I think Bogarts, I think he got hurt, but before he got hurt, he was batting like three-something. Um. Michael Walker and 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 Lady of all these eight and two. Even Michael Walker. Michael Walker. Walker's six even and Michael two. Walker bullshit. He's Michael, not a Ray, Michael Walker's he's not a Red Sox. He's a fucking Cardinal. 
don't that guy's an anomaly no just saying those are guys that we had on our team that we yeah. got rid of for what because hey, there's nothing else on this roster james Paxton, the big the big maple he's he shows up sometimes I'm, I'm i'm not saying he's great but he's just as good as waka he's just as good as whoever else you're gonna say the kid bellow's gonna pan out as long as you Dude, put we're, we're like rotating guys from the minor leagues for our fifth spot right now yes yeah. Yeah. We're we we have probably the second we have probably the second or third biggest baseball market in the United States, and we don't have a team that can make the playoffs in the last three years. Okay, this is not Red Sox. This is not Red Sox baseball. No, it's not. This is not I agree. This is not 1990 anymore. I'm not the hapless guy that's just happy to be in the playoffs. And oh shucks, we lost the Yankees again. <laughs> we, we have shed that curse already. Yeah. We need to be competing for championships year after year. And in a sport that doesn't have a salary cap, yeah. that means that we should be at the top every year. Okay. And if you don't want to put the money and you want to spend your money on Liverpool and fuck around in the EPL, not even uh, doing that. Go ahead. But just leave us alone. And yeah, don't put away games in your ownership group. Know your fan base, you piece of shit. Sell the team. <laughs> Fuck you, John Henry. Honestly, though. Like, honestly, I, like, that's that's a shame. I had a friend text me, and I know we started talking about the Rays with him, but he was texting me, and he said he made a really good point. And something that I said, I was like, yeah, that's why we're all pissed, is Boston shouldn't be in fifth place. Mm-hmm. We but should be competing for a second. It doesn't help that the AL East has gotten just that much better. Like the Rays, obviously, like from a from a managerial standpoint, they're just fantastic, right? The Orioles have gotten ex- exponentially. They used to be a, fl- a doormat for the last few years, where you know that's a guaranteed uh, victory. They're second. I mean, they're they're only six games behind the Rays. The Yankees are. They still have all that talent, and then the Blue Jays. They're always going to be just good enough. So it's not like there's a there's a, a team in the AL East that's like. We think you can walk over anymore. Like same thing like the AFC East in football. Like it used to be like with the Patriots. You knew you were going to get six wins in your division, maybe five. It's yeah, not I, like that anymore. I get that, and I get you know it, it's a business, and you want to share payroll. But here's the thing about owning a sports team: it's a little bit different than owning any other business, right? Because you have you have uh, like a, a contingency, or what's what's the word for it? I'm, I'm thinking of uh, uh, using politics. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a base. Uh, yeah, but you have a base, right, of people that are looking to you to run the team a certain way. And you see this a lot in Europe where soccer, uh, you know, fans of soccer teams have a lot more agency in what the team does mm-hmm. in Europe and European soccer than, than here in the United States. I mean, it is just ridiculous how out of touch John Henry and that Fenway ownership group are with Red Sox fans. It's, it's disgusting, to be honest with you, because, yeah, okay, cut salary – but maybe don't jack up ticket prices every fucking game. Uh, you know, I mean, to get in to standing room only just to like a, a Wednesday game is like 150 bucks. I mean, what are we doing here, guys? And, and we're not even, yeah, it's a glorified and, museum. Exactly. And that's why you're seeing, you know, a lot of these Red Sox games. I don't know if you've been watching on TV. They're not sellouts, dude. There's nobody going to these games wow. because there's, there's, there's no there's no direction from ownership to want to get better other than shedding payroll. And trying to get better the shitty way, yeah. like the Rays do it. Why are we trying to be the Rays? We're not the Rays, okay? Yes. We're the Red Sox. It's, it's Red Sox Nation for a reason. It's not Red Sox, you know. In the, we used to sell out stadiums in other cities, yeah. right? So I don't understand what's going on here. I, I just really don't. Say maybe you can help.
No, I mean, I think it's actually really accurate what you said, because I mean, I, I listen to a lot of Boston sports radio, I listen to a lot of what, like what the, what the vibes are, what people are calling in and everybody's saying like, why the fuck am I going to spend $150 to go to a game where the ownership doesn't do anything for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's something a Tampa Bay Rays fan will say like, Oh, I don't want to travel across the bridge. Yeah. Now it's to a point where the fans like, I know it took this long, but now it's getting to the point where the fans are like, why am I going to, what product is this? Mm. You know, I mean, I'm I'm going to watch what Yoelis Rodriguez. I don't know who the fuck that is pitching for me right now. Like, mm-hmm. I like what what am I doing? Like, yeah, the Masataka Yoshida signing was cool and fun. It wasn't a huge name, right? Yeah. But he turned out to be pretty good. What the hell else is out there? Rafael Devers. The only reason why they did that was because they probably would have lost everyone if we lost both Bog- Bogarts and Devers. That was more of a okay, we can't lose them both. So. The fans are the fans are pissed, and Vic said it perfectly. Like, yeah, you're seeing less and less people. I watch a lot on MLB TV, and I'm like, wow, there's it's a good amount of seats there. <laughs> yeah, there is. How would and, you compare? Well, well, compared to like the Padres, right? Like they spend all this money, right? And they're nowhere near uh, the top of their division, right? So it's like, I man, how do you, if you think about it? The Padres on paper have no business being 29 and 33, right? And you guys on paper. 31 and 30 would be first place in the central, right? So it's like there's so many ways to, to look at it. But like, do you think the like Padres fans, like how do you think they feel knowing that the management is actually trying and they still can't figure it out? I feel I feel like I feel like they will I if I was a fan of them, I'd be like, we'll figure it out. We have the talent, the talent is there, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. It's the, a long season, is, it's a it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. The and the problem is 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 the Red Sox aren't spending like they usually do. The Red Sox are typically a spending organization. Yeah. Every year it's like this is the payroll, man. <laughs> yeah. And and it's it's not even that. It's like they, they know the players to get. I know there's we we shun on organizations that are big time when they go and get a guy and it doesn't pan out. Like it just it just doesn't work. That's very rare. But historically, the Red Sox have gone and got the right guys. They they got David Ortiz. Okay. If you think David Ortiz was homegrown, no, they got him from the Minnesota Twins. Yep. And ever since then, ran away with it. You know, they got Mike Lowell. They got all the right pieces and players to put around. So for them not to spend, like, I know they went and got Trevor Store. I feel like that was a panic move. And we were we were talking about that, too, when that happened. We are like, Terrible. if something happens with Bogarts, this is, this is the replacement right here. And he's so, hurt. And he's hurt. He's always hurt. But they're, they're bringing up prospects, trying to do, like, what the Rays do. I mean, Duran didn't pan out last year. Now he's having a pretty good year. You know, Dahlbeck and Casas, pick your poison, sit them both down. Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's embarrassing to go out there and, and like, if the Red Sox don't have like two starters in the, in the All Star game, you know, or, or at least like three All Stars on the team, like, then what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. What are you, it's, it's, I don't even know who your second baseman is that was out there. Kike yeah. Hernandez, Kike Hernandez does everything for that team except, except sell. So, Popcorn and peanuts, like he plays <laughs> every position for them. So it's, it's crazy. I and you know what the thing is with the Red Sox is I know KK, you said that the AL East is getting better, but you, we used to buy those other teams, right? We would buy the Carl Crawfords. We buy those. Oh guys. no, trust me, Ray, Bro, that's brilliant. Rosa Reina will be a Red Sox in the next two T- years. Toronto wouldn't have half the players they have. Baltimore wouldn't have half the players they have. Yes. You know what I mean? That's true, it's, and that's and that's the thing is we're just letting these guys go instead of outspending them and getting better. Alex Cora has done a great job, I think, with, with the shitty roster that he has. Like Sammy said, we are rotating 
Not even just for the fifth starter, Sammy, just for the ninth fucking hitter. We're rotating guys up and down, up and down, triple A. So, you know, we just called up Marcelo Meyer to the to the uh, to double A. I wouldn't be surprised if we force his ass into the fucking <laughs> that kid might be on a major league roster soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, what are we doing here? And it's just there was a day where a player like Marcelo Meyer wouldn't sniff the wouldn't sniff Fenway Park <laughs> until he was at least twenty-three and already a multiple time triple a all i mean and even cassis i feel bad for that kid too like, yeah he's still not even really ready no and then, and, you, and i'm glad you brought the duran thing uh uh last uh about last year a rod because he wasn't ready right but he gets pushed into service too early because we got an ownership group that's pinching their fucking their wallets too tight and <laughs> fucking spend money man like what are we doing and the, and the lebron thing i'm just gonna go back to lebron that pisses me off so much I'm not even a LeBron hater, but like, like know your fan base, right? Ugh. You gotta learn as you go. He's only 38. I mean, he's not like these real big time execs where they're like 50. You know, he didn't go to college either. So, gotta yeah. give us the time. <laughs> wait, Ken Bloom didn't even go to college. We didn't get a fucking resume from this guy. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Oh well, listen, it's gonna be okay. All right, like just. Give it, you guys are just going through little growing you know, pains. You I mean, know what's funny? You know what's funny about baseball is like the original GM that Kyle Bloom worked under went to the Dodgers, right? Yeah. And what happened? He said, fuck the Rays way of winning. I have payroll galore and I'm going to spend it and I'm going to get players. Right. And he's, and he's winning. He's like, and he's not mortgaging his future either. Right. He's they not. They have young guys coming up. He's not Dombrowski. Fucking Dombrowski. Now, speaking of young players, I'm, I'm, we're, we're not going to talk about the Red Sox anymore, guys, because this is not Townie Sports. <laughs> um, the the hype is real about around this Ellie De La Cruz kid. Like, he he went two for four today, homer triple. Uh, he had a homer in the bottom of the first inning, like his first start because he, he didn't start yesterday, did he? Yeah, he did. He started he did? At third. Okay. Well, he started he started today. Two RBIs, two runs, a triple, a home run. Like it, it, it's the hype is definitely real, right? Um, now looking at all the young talent uh, in baseball right now, where would you kind of like? Where would you kind of place them in comparison to everybody else, like the Julio Rodriguez's and the, you know, in general? I mean, he's he's top ten for me. Like his name has been out there for a while, but the the problem with the with the Reds is like. They do what the Red Sox are doing right now. They consistently put out a shitty, or I shouldn't say consistently, but they they put out a shitty product. Mm -hmm. They'll keep Joey Votto for the life of him. Like, if if I'm the Reds right now, I'm telling Joey Votto, you're going on your farewell tour, bro, because we the farm is about to explode. They they've got a lot of prospects. They got that Ellie De La Cruz kid. They got McLean, who's also a shortstop. Spencer they got Steer. Spencer Steer. They got this other guy. They got from um. Um, the Mariners, Novelli Marte, who's supposed to be an amazing shortstop. So, like, they have all these all these guys that they gotta they gotta find a a place for. They also got a guy uh, Encarnacion, um, uh, Strand or something like that. He's a third baseman. All these infielders that they're not bringing up, you know. <laughs> so, if they're smart, you start trading some of these guys and getting the pieces around you. But I mean, this kid, yeah, I mean, it's his second game and he hit a home run. Okay, cool. I mean. Whatever, let's 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 not suck his dick just yet. Did I mean, you not hear, did you hear the call, bro? It's amazing. Congratulations! The dude, no, no, the dude said the dude, the dude said 
that ball had a family. <laughs> that, okay, uh, that's a great call. Okay. Okay. He hit it 458 feet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, that's, I mean, that's big time. We saw with O'Neal Cruz. O'Neal Cruz, that guy hits like Don't piss rockets, me. man. I'm, I'm glad you brought up O'Neal Cruz because I want to talk about something, uh, something more um, high level with you guys. That's what I love to do, right? Go Take something small and go high level. Can we talk about the shift in infielders over six five now? I mean, we got Jordan. We got Jordan Walker uh, coming up for, uh, from the St. Louis organization. Uh, we got the Cruz, the Cruz guys, right? That are both over uh, both over six uh, six five as well. These infielders are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Are, 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 is this the trend that, that we're going to see now with just monsters in the in, in the infield? Damn, I, I think we thought about that. Go ahead, Rod. I I think you said Walker, right? For for the yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Walker, yeah. Yeah. I no, my, my biggest I think it's like getting where you fit in. And if the organization respects your position, they'll let you play it. Um, Jordan Walker's a third baseman by trade, but you think he's gonna start over Nolan Arenado? Probably not, but I'm I'm saying he's an infielder. So yeah, I, by trade. He's playing outfield right now, but he's an infielder by trade. Yeah, exactly. But that's I mean, we can we can talk about that. I just think as there's a dime a dozen that are like that. I mean, I think O'Neill Cruz is a freak of nature. There's no reason a, a shortstop should ever be like that. But I mean, it, it is, and and you have to respect it. I respect the Pirates more for allowing him to play shortstop and say, "Hey, man, this might be better on your knees in the long run. We're going to move you to center field, or this, this, and that." Like I I applaud that. But the Pirates have been shitty for so long. Roll whatever works out there, and, and you're number one in your division right now, oh. and the. And, I like so, what the Pirates are doing. Me too. Yeah, I don't I know really what the Pirates do. are doing, but it's working. I yeah. don't. I really don't. I you couldn't tell me they would be good. Like, name me five players outside. It's of not Cleveland. about naming the. It's but like you can just see there's a, there's like a shift in like just it's just you, you know can see a shift in like energy and just and just you know what it is. McCutcheon coming home, getting the veteran leader to rally the boys, the kids. And hey, what do I say about veterans? We say, what's going on in Pittsburgh? Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and and to your point, to the, to the original question, um, KK, uh, Ellie David Cruz is listed fourth on uh, MLB's top 100 prospects. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm with, I'm completely with A-Rod here. He's, he's the, he's the baseball mind that, uh, uh, you know, that I listen to the most. So if he says, you know, he's fine, let's, let's let it go. I'll, I'll, I'll take his word for it and, and, and and just say, let's see what happens with the kid. Hey, my, but, my, my only problem with Cincinnati is they have, they just brought up three prospects. You just brought up three. You you started steer beginning of the season. You brought McLean up, and everybody on in our fantasy leagues went in like, oh my god, I gotta get this guy. And everyone's been stashing like Ellie Ellie Dela Cruz like yeah. a fucking hot pocket in the back of the freezer. I wish I had him. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, it's one game, man. These these kids, yes, like let them like Novelli Marte is coming too. But where are you gonna put all of them? That's the problem. And then you've got Joey Votto, who's like the face of the franchise. You you you've gotta you've gotta be smart yeah. about this. Have a designated position and don't move them around. Like this guy, uh, Ellie De La Cruz, he's a great shortstop, but they've been putting him at third base. And then they're 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 I don't know, man. My my biggest take in baseball is like, if you got a guy who's a natural out of position, I respect your organization. If you if you um respect his position and you bring him up when the time's ready but if if you're one of those teams like kind of like the red sox are doing right now just pinching your wallets and force feeding like oh this kid's hitting in the minors let's turn him into an outfielder like i don't know man i unless like the guy is all for that but 
I, I don't know. You know, the, the Reds have six players uh in their farm system right now in yeah. the top in the top one hundred prospects. You know what you, you know what team you know what team is um you know uh, the only other Red team Sox. That, the Red Sox, I'm guessing. No, it's uh, not even close. It's the Orioles. They have one, oh. two, three, four, oh, yeah. five, six, seven, eight players in the top one hundred. Hey, you suck for, you suck they for also, long enough. It, it pays off. <laughs> they're guilty of 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 forcing a player into the in the bigs too, like Grayson Rodriguez. You forced him in, and he turned into a pinata. So the I think the smart way to do it with these starting pitchers is like kind of. I know you're gonna hate to hear this, Vic. It's gonna suck to hear, it, but you're gonna hear it. Like what the White Sox did. You know they felt. Chris Sale was ready, but they didn't turn him over to the dogs. They put him in the bullpen, get him into experience, low leverage situation, high leverage situation. Then they roll him out as a starter and he's an ace, you know? So I, I think that's smart if you want to do that with your pitchers. But, hey, Grayson, you're coming up to pitch. Uh, we're going to do your major league debut. Uh, you're paying, You're going to play against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. Have at it, kid. Like, come on. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's not very wise. Yeah. I'm not talking about a, a well-run organization. The Dodgers have seven. The Dodgers, yeah, it's they, they're smart. They're a very smart organization. Yeah. And and they're all pitchers too. I bet most of them are pitchers. I'll say right now, hold on. I just I'm so upset by that because they have everything. Well, of course <laughs> they're well. Uh, they're three, they're, they're three pitchers, a rod, and one catcher, one second baseman, one outfielder. Goes the catcher. The second baseman is Miller. Yeah, I um, know. Uh, second baseman's Bush. Or like Bush, I mean, Miller's Miller's the pitcher. Yeah, and I, our favorite player, uh, Andy Pages, is the outfielder. Yeah, and Dalton Rushing is the other catcher. Yeah, some high so, level. This is a high level baseball talk, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I mean, baseball there, man. Now, but, but here's the thing: is like that's how you construct a team, right? You you literally make trades, and when you make trades, you don't get rid of shit. Any of these players, the Red Sox could have got Rookie Betts. But didn't. Yeah. I yeah, think I, I think all GMs, and then we're going to move on. I think all GMs should have to play football. They have to play Madden uh, on franchise mode. Back to they need to all play those 2K modes and EA Sport and all of that because I feel like I learned a lot from that game. And then I, I, I see what these GMs are doing. I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, how is your organization ran so bad? Why is your why is your uh, your your uh, cap number like your cap hit this high like? And I just learned that from playing a damn video game. I didn't even go to school for any of this shit. So it's like, I find they, they need to be successful in the game first. Then it, then I can trust maybe you know how to run a real team because like, like it. it's not easy. I'm just so sad right now. Just, uh... It's all right. It's all right. All right. Real quick. Um, that sucks. Suck. Just one one word answer. DeAndre Hopkins ends up where, A-Rod? Um, Kansas, Tennessee. Kansas City. Vic. New England. Oh, Sammy. Patriots. Do you think yeah. the Tennessee news is, is it just is it just like he's just finally taking visits, or do you think there's something there? Because apparently he has like a very good relationship with uh was it with uh, Patricia? I really? think he has a good I relationship think... with Matt Patricia. So he, apparently, he, him and Matt Patricia are real close. What the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I think he's talking about Mike Rabel. Oh, Rabel. Oh, Rabel. My bad. I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say, say like, yeah, we're all Patriot. 
they all look the same to me. With yeah, Rabel. no, I, I not Coach Pencil Rabel. My bad. Yeah, Rabel, Rabel. I was, I was like, I was confused for. So I was really. That's confused. my bad. I was like, we're not gonna edit this out, but I should. (laughs) I think I think he's just doing his tour. I think he's seeing who wants his services, what what he can fetch on the market. Because we we said like he's got to make a decision. Does he want a ring chase? Does he want to get paid? Hello, Brian. Yeah, exactly. Bill O'Brien. Hello, Brian. Loved him. He did love him. He did. (laughs) But he's he's probably just seeing what he can get and and what what this team will make an offer towards him. So. Well, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously I'm wishful thinking with the Patriots, but that was my one word answer. That's all right, cool. Get. And then next question, because I, I got you guys on the show, um, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but gambling in the NFL has been running rampant lately. Uh, Isaiah Rogers, the latest victim of uh, been of rampant in soccer too. I haven't paid. Oh yeah, you're right. It has been happening. I've been just talk about football, soccer and football, like with all the all these athletes gambling. Like, what, what do you think is contributing to that? When they know it's like ster- it's like the steroid area. It's like era. It's like you know you might get caught, but they're still trying it anyway. Like, what do you? Well, what do you you're you're looking that? at the internet, right? I mean, now we're kind of going high level. You're yeah. looking at the internet, what it allowed us to do in pretty much every facet of life, right? And I think that's what made gambling so prevalent now. Yeah. And especially that's if you're easy. looking across the entire country, yeah. it's so much easier right. to find any sort of gambling site, any way to gamble. You ask probably one out of every two to three people, they're going to either have a bookie or have an app that they go on to spend and, and gamble on sports and stuff yeah. like that. And it's, I mean, you see it everywhere, man. If you're a sports fan or if you're just involved just a little bit in sports, what's something you're going to see on ESPN? What's something you're going to see on your Instagram feed? What's some, yeah. You're going to see these are the odds of this. This is the odds of this. Yeah. And it's funny because then at the bottom, they put, oh, if you or your family member has trouble, please call this. I'm like, yeah, well, stop shoving it in my face. Right. But it's like, (laughs) but think about it. It's like how alcohol is such a big NFL. They pump that shit into the commercials. Drink this, drink that, drink this, drink that, and then drive home from the football game that you were that you were just at. So these like keys, these keys feel great in my pocket. Right. So it's like <laughs> they push these things, but like we as consumers buy into it. So it's not like they they know what they're doing. It works. Everybody's it doing it. Works. The Saudis <laughs> would not allow this. They would not. They would not. <laughs> but Vic, what do you think about all this, man? I just I as long as they ain't gambling on their own teams, who gives a shit? I agree. Let them gamble. I mean, but there is like inside information that you can get. Like, hey, is so and so playing today? <laughs> but, but you know what? Hey, you don't think Vegas is getting that same shit? You don't think the house is getting that same shit? Oh, they got. Oh, yeah, of course they are. But What's they're all the, they crazy? are the house for the reasons for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but I'm just saying it's uh, you know, I I say let them do it. Who cares? Especially if they're not doing it. Uh, if they're doing it on their own, if they're betting on their own team, then they should be kicked out of the league. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on. If they're betting on their own team to win, then I'm cool with that too. Are we sure? <laughs> because uh, you know the starting quarterback is not going to be playing, so you know you're going to win. That's inside information. <laughs> well, I mean, but you don't think again? You don't think Vegas has that information? Of course, but they're the house. But that doesn't matter. That's the, the house gets the benefit. Always gets the. I'll tell you what. If we ever have another Tim Donaghy situation. We need to tar, tar and feather that motherfucker. What about that Boston dude? Uh, that, that loves y'all so uh-huh. Leave Eric Lewis alone. He's a yeah. national treasure. Eric, so <laughs> Eric Lewis is on that list? Nah, man. Eric Lewis is chilling, dude. He's a good ref. 
Listen, I do think there's a Tim Donaghy right now in the NBA, and it's, we're about to have a with all these people getting caught in and basketball, football. I mean, soccer, everything. We're about to have another Tim Donaghy situation because I'll, I'll, it's impossible that there's not somebody helping shape real, points a little real, bit. Or real quick, uh, that third quarter just happened. I, I, I just saw the score. Yeah, <laughs> when Denver plays like this. They can't be stopped. <laughs> like, it, it, it will. I'll tell you what. It, it, if there is another Donaghy situation, yeah. it will ruin the league. There is no other sport where a ref can affect the outcome more than in the NBA. There is no other sport where the ref has the ability to add points to a team's scoreline. Right. I guess other than soccer and a penalty, but it's very, very different. Right. But so what I, about like you call like phantom? Phantom uh, pass interference down the field or holding yeah, down the you're field. You're not giving you can... the points though. You're not giving them points. You're literally give. You're, you know, it's a 50-50 chance that you're giving the other team points, right? Yeah. In, in soccer, you can't just call a penalty, right? You can't. Yeah. If you call, if you call don't a penalty, bet, just don't let them bet on their sport. Yeah. What, yeah what that Vic's part, I don't have a is... problem with them betting on other sports. I, it's like I, the I, ones that bet within their own confines. It's like, it's like, think about it. People in Wall Street get in trouble for this all the time. They go to prison. <laughs> so it's like, it's the same concept. Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that, KK. But, but it's, a, it's yes, they can have inside information. But typically, that inside information is gathered by sharks. or I'm sorry, sharps as well. And, and a lot of people have inside inside sources, not just to, not just team. I mean, a lot of people do. So maybe... I mean, if you're going to make it, make them get in trouble, everybody should get in trouble then, including the house, right? But right. I, I think, you know, I was being a little facetious when I said just let them bet on their own team. I, I, I'm with you. Don't, maybe don't let them bet on their own sport. But I think what Calvin Ridley was betting on, um, was betting on college football, right, or something? Or, yeah, that, or, that wouldn't bother me as much. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, it's the same sport, but not the same league by any means. So it's like, right, you know? right. And things like that, I think you have to take it by a case by case scenario, right? You can't just have a blanket, you're all screwed. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's my stance on it. I really could care less about it, to be honest with you. But I really do think if we found out some uh, NBA referees were betting on a game, that would be disastrous. I mean, again, it would not, it would not shock me by any means. Like, Tim Donaldson has alluded to it like a, a few times that. Oh, well, sure, he has. I mean, I would too if I got copper. Yeah, but that. like, when you're when you get caught, you just give up all your assailants. That's what you do. He's you're you snitch on everybody. Okay. So, but, but what he says is that is that there were a lot of referees that would that would call shit against players they didn't like, right? Which makes sense. They're human, right? Foster. Yeah, Scott Foster. Um, who's the guy that just retired? Um, fucking asshole that Scott teed up Foster. that teed up uh, teed up Tim uh, Tim Duncan for laughing at him on the bench. That was my. That's my. One of my most iconic moments Joey, ever, Joey by Crawford, the way. Joey Crawford. Crawford. Well, I remember I was watching that game live. I still remember. And I'm like, and I, I've I've always had like a lot of love and respect for Tim Duncan. So like when he's laughing on the bench, I'm laughing with him. I don't even know why he's laughing. Cause I'm like, I like to see Tim Duncan <laughs> laughing, right? When I saw that shit happen, I was like, this is the most foul shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Is <laughs> that a problem with the NBA though? Because if you look at it, what other sport do we know the referees by name? Yeah. Like, other other than that big well football guy, football Hockley. you know we, we only know Hockley because he's jacked foot but you know the main ref because the, you see him on TV every single week 
yeah, so that yeah, but they have. I mean, I don't know. It's we're gonna see it. Just trust me, we're gonna see it. If all these players are getting caught, there's a there is a coach or I mean, there's a ref. There's definitely a ref that's involved with all of this. So we're gonna leave it there before we wrap up. Why the hell is Josh Allen on the cover of Madden 24? What has he done? Sorry. What has he done? He's just cool. Just a pro. All right. Where can we find you guys at, Tony? <laughs> Nowhere. Right now, we're on hiatus. Okay. Where can we find you guys individually Nowhere. at? <laughs> Nowhere right now. Tony underscore sports, though, as always. Tony Sports Pod um, on TikTok and also Tony Sports on YouTube, if you want to see some of our old posts, we will probably most likely be back for NFL because that's kind of where we like to spread our beans out and talk about our beans and where we spend our beans because, you know, we don't really gamble on real money because um, it's illegal. <clears throat> uh, but, but yeah, that's where you can find us. What do you guys I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind maybe uh, getting Sammy into the Gold Cup a little bit this year. Maybe we can uh, spark up a couple Gold Cup pods. Uh, I'm down. I don't know the Gold Cup is the equivalent to the Euros for a CONCACAF. So um, a little Gold Cup action coming this summer. Um, what yeah, players do I got this summer? Let's do Outside it. of pod, pod, you know, no, taking the hiatus and all that. I'm hoping for a lot of golf. Golf? Yeah, a lot of golf. I'm, I'm single dadding it right now. So uh, In this heat? Fun. Sheesh. All right, right. Yeah, um... No midday golfing, Vic. Come on. We got to do that. 6 a.m. Hey, that wasn't me. That was Sammy. That was on Sammy. All and, right. then he, and then he canceled for Pokemon Go. <laughs> we canceled for Pokemon that's Go. The most, that's the most bullshit. We canceled for Pokemon Go. I, I hope this is not true. real. No, that is, is so real. real. I had a tea time booked and everything, and they're like, oh, no, this is Pokemon Go event. Uh, I, <laughs> I hate y'all. I'm so mad right now. Hey, where can they find us? You can... You can find us on Twitter at fair underscore weather pod. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, search the fair weather podcast. You will find us there where you subscribe or listen to uh podcast. You can catch the audio there as well. Any words of wisdom? Zion, man, just, just keep putting rubber on bro. And just get out. So deactivate your Twitter, deactivate your Instagram and just take a break, stay in shape and be ready for the 2023 uh, NBA season. That's all I got. <laughs>